0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money saver tire and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Pressure, lofting one, end zone incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the 10. Hang on, there's a penalty. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. You'll see James Bradbury, they're going to say he
3: grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think on this stage, I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. I think, I don't know, I think you let him play, finish this thing out i don't love that call i mean i think you got to see the
4: whole thing it seemed to me at the initial break he grabbed the back of the jersey and pulled it if we see that
5: i think that is old for the lead butker up got it here we go hurts as all day now some
1: rushers come gonna throw it as far as his arm can take it which is well short and the kansas city chiefs have won super bowl 57.
2: Let's get nasty on a Monday. It's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers back from his vacation. Ooh, baby. He's got the cinnamon tan oh. going on right now, and I'm sure the Speedo is on under those, <laughs> under, underneath those jeans. Oh, I'm yeah. Anthony Stalter. Andrew Marsh here as well. Did you have a good time, Jamie? I had a great time. Good. And, yes,
5: the Speedo did make an appearance for sure. My girlfriend was thrilled with it. Actually, she was thrilled uh, because at first she thought I was just getting naked by the pool. And then, she's, that, then she was okay with the Speedo. Then she was like, uh, okay, yeah. he's not getting naked. I'm still horrified, but not quite
2: right. as horrified. That makes sense. Yeah. Social media is a beautiful thing. So you you posting some stuff on yeah. social media. We no were shame text. in my game. Yeah, we were getting texts to our Air Comfort Service tax line, 314 399 by the way, that we're saying, hey, what do you think of Jamie's Speedo? <laughs> all the things to be talking about super bowl (laughs) week yeah no let's dive into jamie speedo you guys had to talk about it yeah a little bit that's hilarious and i just uh i always just said yep that's that's quintessential jamie rivers yeah of the new york islanders right there
5: yes the uh, good old islanders
2: all right so let's dive into the super bowl congratulations to the kansas city chiefs And if you're a fan of the chiefs you know hey uh, a lot of people doubted you i i liked the eagles i didn't change i didn't waffle i i I thought that that game last night was going to be set up and won in the trenches. And I couldn't be further from the truth. And I would have said the same thing had the Eagles won that game last night. It wasn't. It wasn't how I thought the game was going to unfold. I was wrong. Anybody there? The Chiefs, uh, or again, you're you're a you're a fan of the Chiefs, man. What a run! Secured their third Super Bowl in franchise history. Overcame a ten point halftime deficit. Became the sixth team in Super Bowl history to overcome a ten point deficit in a win. And they did so with a near perfect second half. But the controversial call at the end, Jamie. Yeah. Your thoughts. Where where were you on that play?
5: Uh, well, I was sitting in my living room watching it with a glass of bourbon. Oh, that's not what you meant. And what were your thoughts as you were watching? Oh, okay, the game? sorry, sorry. Give be a little and more clear. Player. You know, I've been gone for a week. My bad. a little cloudy. You're here. a little rusty. Mm-hmm. So my initial thought was, uh, if you don't want to deal with the penalty, don't don't do the infraction. Yeah, that's it. Bottom line, like you know, for me, it's a penalty you see the like they're showing still frames of it today now i just pulled it up on the twitter verse and he has a hold of his shirt to where the shirt is pulled back i i understand that it's the end of the game and oh that's a weak call fine but what if that ends up being the difference maker and this guy has a handful of
2: jersey and your guy can't get to the ball right now what yeah you kick the field goal in there Eagles have a minute, whatever, left, yeah. and they go down the field and score. So now what? Right.
5: And so that's the way I look at it. And, um, you know, if you're mad about that, or it's, you say, well, it's that time of the game. You can't. Well, what time of the game is it then that, that, right. that the referees put their whistle away? Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do you say, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, there's three and a half minutes left, guys. We're not going to call anything unless there's a murder out here. Right. And so when I look at it that way, I think, you know what? It is what it is. You live and die by the sword. And on that moment, he had bad coverage. He tried to uh, clean it up, but he grabbed the jersey. Mm-hmm. And so we always sit here and we go, "We want, we want instant replay." Why? Because we want to have the call right. Do you? If you do, then that penalty made sense to you right. yesterday. If you're telling me you want instant replay because you want everything to be done the right way, but then you didn't like that call, you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it.
2: So, you know, as I was watching it live. I looked at my wife, Chris, and I go, oh, I hate that. I do. Yeah. As a football fan, from an entertainment standpoint, I want to see, of course, Jalen Hurts, who was sensational last night. Jalen Hurts was sensational. We'll get to Patrick Mahomes, but Jalen Hurts played his best game as a pro. That, to me, is, 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 is not debatable. Jalen Hurts was outstanding last night. Yeah, he was I, I want to see Jalen Hurts get the ball back with enough time to, to make a difference, to at least get the Eagles in a field goal range. Maybe we see... An, an overtime situation but you can't come as a fan i'm saying that you cannot cry to me today eagle fan or the eagles and we'll get to bradbury who i thought you know he helped he held himself accountable you cannot come crying to me eagles if you can't get off the field in the second half defensively what an absolutely atrocious game plan by by the eagles last night if i'm the arizona cardinals and i'm set to hire the eagles defensive coordinator gannon i i'm like you know what let me let me hold off on this that's how bad i thought the eagles game plan was last night you played this soft zone against patrick mahomes never made any adjustments you thought you were you were going to be good if i said to you guys patrick mahomes only throws for 182 yards what do you guys think
5: oh they lost the game
2: chiefs either lost or he got hurt yep he got hurt still gutted it out threw for 182 yards in one of the most efficient games possible why because he just took he did he did the tom brady thing he took the profits took what was available he took what's available jamie yeah. any high any really good high school quarterback in the nation i'm, I'm talking about the kids no no knock, you know from kids coming out of, of here because we see some good quarterback play here but i'm talking about like the kids out in california and texas and florida right the the top qbs in the nation high school wise would have been able to execute in that game plan That's how bad the Eagles' defense was. So then,
5: Anthony, riddle me this then, okay? Because a lot of people talked about how good the Eagles' defense was. Mm -hmm. All year long. But you and I talked in the office before this, looking at some of the games where the Eagles played against good quarterbacks or good offensive teams, they gave up a minimum of 30 points Mm -hmm. in each of those games. So... I go back to smoke and mirrors, right? I don't think the Eagles were smoke and mirrors. I don't. That's a hell of a team. Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. Nick Sirianni did a fantastic job. But that defense is not as good as I thought it was. I think their defense was smoke and mirrors. And the reason I say that is against all the weaker teams, they they held them you know off the scoreboard, relatively held them off the scoreboard. They yeah. play against some of the good, the better teams with good quarterbacks, and it was 30-plus points every mm-hmm. single time. And it happened again yesterday. So what does that tell me about the defense then? Oh, you can't play against good offenses. Right. Well, you get to the Super Bowl, you're going to play against a good offense. Yep. Like had the 49ers had, whether it was Brock Purdy healthy or Jimmy G or so, I think they would have, I think the Eagles would have had a handful, man, Mm -hmm. in that game.
4: Those guys were, those those guys were talking some, some real stuff during the off week to the 49ers. And I believe Debo Samuel even said that Bradbury was
2: trash. And it just so happened to come down to him making that final play or not making the play. Well, let's let's hear from Bradbury because I actually, it, it, to me, the the conversation ends after hearing this. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. Conversation over. Yep. You had the cornerback on the play saying it was a hold, and I wonder if he let go the second time because he kind of. He kind of held a little bit off the line. I think he let that go, and then he redirected him just a little bit. He went it back a to the tackle well
5: and the ref was like, "Come on!"
2: It was a tiki tackle again. As a fan, I don't want to see it come down to that, right? And because that
4: that the ball is never catchable.
2: No, and well, I wonder, but, but that's but it's a defensive great holding, too. No, that was way way down in the oh, end but zone there's no way he's marshy. catching that if it was pi if it was pi it was it's PI, different yeah but you know passer if with it with it being the defensive holding no uh if it was <laughs> if it was defensive holding that's 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 what it is right they're not even debating whether or not is it's uh catchable but the the thing that i was really shocked at and this is just one one example but i'm sure a lot of people are talking about it too i tuned into uh richard sherman he's he does a podcast on colin cowherd's fox like network right and they did the instant reaction and it's him and i can't remember who else was was on it but we're talking about one of the better defense defensive players oh yeah you know in a granted a short period of time but richard sherman can play he was going on and on and on i know he's a cornerback and he's going to have his guys and things like that on and on and on and he gave credit to to uh patrick mahomes but he kept saying the nfl has to do something about this what the hell do you want to these are judgment calls these are human beings these are referees That's a judgment call. You've got human beings as referees. He saw it. He threw the flag. It's not a judgment call.
5: It was a penalty. But what I'm saying is... tacky
2: or not, it was a penalty. Either way, it did not... Guys, it did not determine the game. Here's what determined the game. There's three things. One, we talked about it. Eagles trash, absolutely trash defensive game plan. And Jamie, you even kind of pointed out... We'll get to Andy Reid in a second. Yeah. But Andy Reid had the Eagles defensive staff... Uh, their, their, their heads are still spinning with the with the adjustments that andy reed made in the second half brilliant performance by not only mahomes but also andy reed on that the, the play calling was outstanding so one your defensive game plan was trash your pass rush did nothing zero sacks last night and you talk about the field and both teams had to deal with it but i think that the field if you're going to talk about that the slippery surface i thought impacted the defensive uh, pass rush for the eagles more than anything josh sweat every time he turned turned the corner man he'd fall I thought the field conditions hurt the Eagles, but your game plan still yeah. sucked.
5: We can get into the field conditions later. Let's do that in what's trending, Marshy. Okay. My God.
2: The other two things that hurt you last night, Eagles one, Jalen Hurts, tough one. Tough one, but you, you the the only mistake the kid made all night, he's moving the ball, which is he's supposed to do. He's moving the ball from his left to the right, loses it, winds up kicking it right to uh, Bolton on the play. Which was nice of him great job by Bolton, scoop and score right so that was the second reason why you lost that game and the third reason is your special team sucked all year what was the big what was one wow. of the biggest plays in the second half
5: yeah the, the return the punt return
2: your special team sucked all year eagles Thirty-one and thirty-two for special teams. What's in his these name? two teams.
5: Sean Payton said that I was watching all day long you know, all the the Super Bowl pregame shows, and Sean Payton said, "Okay, we talked about the offense, we talked about the defense. He's like,
2: what about special teams? What
5: about special teams? Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm telling you, there's gonna be a point today where the special teams uh, are talked about. And he goes, because the Eagles don't have good special teams. Well, he nailed it.
2: Boom. Kadarius Tony give sets that, give that him guy up, a job or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's got one. Kadarius <laughs> Tony sets him up. The other thing is when you're when you're holding yourself accountable if you're an eagle if you're an eagles player the the play before jalen hurts fumbled you had you had what you had a false start penalty it was third and short or fourth and short no it was third and short and the eagles were getting ready to do that rugby push the quarterback which has got to be outlawed by the way you cannot do anything if you're a defense you have to get that you have to get that play out of the game no you way. Have the the I, pushing? The pushing. I would say 50% of that is Jalen Hurts you with
4: you
5: his legs. You can't stop it. It's Jason Kelsey, too. He gets so low, and he just gets moving. I couldn't believe that was like... The very first time they did it, I looked at my son. I go, I go, that was a schoolyard bully right there. They just said, screw you. We're going right through you. I don't hate the play, Anthony. I'm fine with you the QB sneak. You don't like Get stronger.
2: I don't fi- I'm fine with the QB sneak, Jamie. You got to push that. You got to have the running backs and everything push <laughs> oh, you, you get in. get your
4: defensive well, back? A lot down. of Everybody teams do that, back. though. Stop. A lot push. of teams do that, and they don't convert. Every team is allowed to do that. Yeah. The Eagles Andrew, are just they are really good
2: at it. Get the play out. Get the play out of there. What's wrong with you? Now you want to change the game of football. No, stop it, Jamie. But on that play, you yeah, had the false start, backed you up, backed you up to third and five, and then the fumble occurred. You could have won that game. Could have won that game if you're yeah. the Eagles. The Chiefs, though, better coach, better game plan, and in the end, better execution. We'll break down the Super Bowl throughout the course of the show. We've got some Blues coverage, though, too, here in the Fast Lane, where it's 2:16. Your time check oh, is brought geez. to you by Clarkson Jewelers and officially licensed Rolex jeweler. <laughs> what can we expect from this version of the Blues now? Sans... Vladimir Teresinko. We'll get to that next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Butch David skates it in. O'Reilly to the goal. Shoots. Score! It. the game winner 6-5 overtime win for the blues ryan o'reilly buries it and a blues kick off the home stand with a win
2: that was chris kerber on the call over the weekend right here on the blues radio network with former blues defenseman jamie rivers and anthony stalter so now that vladimir Tarasenko is no longer Who? a blue jamie that's right
5: i forgot about that guy
2: well i want to stand up here i'm just Very,
5: kidding anthony he's a great
2: blue jamie oh, i know what can we expect to expect from this version of the blues or do we even have to like w- do we have to wait on this because we still have the deadline coming up on march 3rd and, th- and there could be some other people on the move here
5: well the way i look at it is doug armstrong right now is continuing continuing to evaluate this team what is the aftermath of the tarasenko trade let's see what happens they played one game. They won. It wasn't picture perfect by any means, but you they tell had...
2: that to Callie Rosen.
5: Yeah, well, Callie Rosen is—he's uh, impressing me. That's for sure. He's—he's uh, he's got good offensive instincts. He's never more than a bottom pair defenseman. And I know people be like, "Well, I look how good." Trust me, he's not a top four defenseman, but he's playing very well. He's got better offensive instincts than some of your top four guys do, but the matchups would hurt him defensively. And whatnot, but I love what he's doing. And I, I raved about him post-game on ballys, just the way he identifies situations and the way he gets up in the play, and then how hard he can shoot the puck. I, I mean, this is probably something nobody's ever given him a chance to do, is shoot the puck that much or play offensively, because he's always probably been struggling to play for his life in the lineup all the time. I know the feeling. You don't really want to get out over your skis too much just in case it blows up in your face, and you're like, okay, that sucked. Now I'm back to the minors. Mm-hmm. So, But I love what Callie Rosen is doing. But what I'm thinking about this version of the Blues right now is they've won one game. We're not ordering the rings. Trust me. But what happens? What happens, Anthony, if they put together a string of games here before the trade deadline where they look more like the Blues team we thought they were going to be? And I say that with all sincerity because I feel like adding Sammy Blay has created a line, especially with Achari and Barbashev, like, that's a big, heavy line. It reminds me of the sunquist Steen, barbashev line, where they were heavy on the pucks, got good talent, they can score goals. Sammy Blade just scored his first goal, but that was a goal-scorer's goal. And we've seen Sammy Blay do that before because he has the ability to do it. We've seen Ivan Barbashev score goals. And Noel Achari, he's had 20 goals in his league before, and he's got, what, 10 or 11 this year so far? These guys can score, but they're heavy. So maybe that's more the identity coming back there, and then your fourth line they do much the same, and then you've got O'Reilly, Buchnevich and Sod, to where I really like the look of that. They had some really good scoring opportunities. Brandon Sod using his speed. So if if I'm Doug Armstrong, I'm not sitting here going, okay, I'm automatically liquidating. Still, maybe I'm I'm slowing down a little bit to see what this what the reaction is from this team from a, a play standpoint. How do they react? in the games are they winning games because if they start to win games it doesn't maybe it doesn't make sense to liquidate
2: and you know what i'm saying yeah i, I do if, if i'm if i'm army i'm looking at it though as wh- who are the players that that i want to build build around and who are the players that i that i view beyond this year vladimir Tarasenko was it was a layup you knew that he wasn't coming back if if you were in first place in the western conference or you were a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, things change a little bit. But when you weren't, and Vladdy Vladdy's out there, and you know he's not coming back, that's a layup. You got to get rid of him, yeah. right? Nico Mikula kind of falls in the same same. You category. weren't going to make
5: room for Nico Mikula exactly. next year. You
2: got you got too many similar players like him that 100%. you can go to. Tyler Tucker being the number one I really comparison play, like but if if I'm Armstrong and I look at it and say there's still players that. I don't view in the long term, whoever that may be, and the, and, the, and the phone rings and the deal is to my liking and I'm getting either fair market value for that player or above so, yeah. I'm still trading. I don't care what the team looks like.
5: Yeah, I understand that. Um, but you also have to be very cautious as to how much you're changing the culture of your team. Mikola didn't really fall into that because you know, he's a very quiet guy, great guy. Teammates liked him very much, but I wouldn't call him a culture builder. He's more of a culture follower. The culture was established, he followed it. Sure. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, tough to say where he fell in all that culture stuff because there's times when you have a disgruntled player. Is he part of the solution or is he part of the problem with your culture at that point? Ryan O'Reilly? He's a big part of what your team is now. So it's it's going to be interesting to see where Army falls on this. And I know the, the text messages are coming in right now from the 573. It says, you still liquidate and re-sign them in the offseason. Okay, great. You have to assume that um, nobody else is going to be in the running at that point. And you better have a really firm handshake deal on that one because if team X, Y, or Z comes in with a million or two million more than what you're offering, let's say, Ryan O'Reilly, he might say, hey, uh, that handshake, yeah, sorry about that. My bad. I'm I'm not going to honor that right now. Right. So, yes, there's a, there's a possibility of that because Keith Kachuk did it, Doug Waite did it, and you think, well, Ryan O'Reilly, he loves being here. Yeah, he does, but maybe what if a situation comes up somewhere else? Like what if the Dallas Stars, who have a really good team too right now, come in and offer him a million or two more or maybe an extra year on the deal. That looks pretty attractive, too.
4: What do you say to the people that say, okay, Ryan O'Reilly has been the captain, he's a part of this culture, yet this team continues to lose? Nothing's changed this year.
5: Well, they. Ha- this is the first – I look at this as a, a fresh beginning, okay? And it's not that, again, not that Vladimir Tarasenko was a problematic guy. He wasn't, mm-hmm. you know? Like it, There were times, of course. I mean, you can't be a fool here. you got to realize there were times where probably not everybody got along really great in the playground. But for me, this is a, a fresh start. You're without your franchise scorer. You've moved him on to the Rangers. Let's see what it looks like. Because this team, to me, right now, looks more like the kind of team that could be successful under Craig Berube. And you still have some dynamic scoring with Thomas and Cairo. Uh, you still have guys that could put the puck in the net. Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, Pavel Bucinevich, like. But now you've got more of that workers mentality, that lunch pail kind of attitude. So I, I don't look at the beginning of the season right now. It is what it is. You are where you are. And again, as Army always likes to say, the players will let me know what I have to do come trade deadline time. He's hit the market quickly. With Vladimir Tarasenko, I think he's going to wait and see where things line up. And if he gets some kind of a handshake deal or a good discussion with Ryan O'Reilly, yes, you could. I could see him moving on from Ryan O'Reilly with the hopes of bringing him back in the offseason.
2: That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. What's Trending is next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your
0: homework is he
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with What's Trending Now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate a car and get tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals.
4: Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers. I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Jamie, ask and you shall receive. You okay. wanted to talk about the playing surface at the Super Bowl. Well, it took nearly two years and more than $800,000 to prepare for Sunday's game. And uh, it looked like the field sort of... Uh, uh, became a problem throughout the game with a ton of players slipping and players having to change their cleats.
5: Yeah, so here's no to be true. One, um, I guess it was a a new kind of grass that, like the PGA and all that, have been using on some of their courses, which is great. Golfers don't move around like <laughs> football players, for one thing. Uh, maybe, maybe at the waste management, they do a lot of stuff over there. Mm-hmm. But for so that's one aspect of it that was kind of like a head scratcher to me. But I'm willing to overlook that. Who in their right bleeping mind paints the entire field days before? Yeah. They painted the green parts green to make it look really good for TV. And then obviously the painting all the logos. Who the hell does that? Like paint is never not slippery. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. And you have patches usually on the field where you're like, okay. But the whole bleeping field painted. It was terrible. No wonder the players had to change their cleats. Like, yeah. it was a really dumb idea by the NFL. And if, if you're going to paint the field, paint it a month before. Right. I, I, and maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe I'm not the grass expert, mm. Anthony. Maybe you are. I don't know. No, I'm not. I mean, Green Envy takes care of our lawn. Oh, cars, so we fantastic. Don't have to worry
2: about Yeah, it. if Green Envy, I'll tell you what, if Green Envy was taking care of the stadium at uh, in Glendale, they wouldn't have had issues last night.
5: They do a great job. They do a great job
2: i said this earlier i thought the biggest issue when it came to the field was the the four down lineman for the the eagles the pass rush the pass rush was non-existent last night it wasn't just because of the field the chiefs offensive line played but played they played great yeah but i thought that's where the one aspect kind of hurt it when it when you're talking about the field and yeah you, you had players slipping and things like that the only thing that you did that you, when you step back and say all right both sides had to deal with it
5: absolutely but they
2: shouldn't have had to to your point jamie yeah, but when both
5: sides have to deal with it, I'm not even looking from, I'm not even simply looking at it from a performance standpoint. I'm also looking at it from an injury standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because when you have guys' feet that slip and then they grab, there goes your ACL. Yeah. There goes your MCL. Like it's not a safe playing environment. So never mind the competition of the game, the safety issue for both sides, it just was dumb. Kyler Murray
2: plays yep. at that field. Yep. And Ben's the Chiefs. Chiefs. That's yeah. why he stinks. That guy sucks. Yeah. yeah the field (laughs) it reminded me a lot and this makes sense it was it was a different it was different grasp it's the same stadium so whatever they're doing it's not working it reminded me of the oregon auburn national championship game about 10 years ago and oregon built on smaller players with speed they had an issue all night it was like they were they were ice skating in that it was the same stadium not again maybe not the same grass but you can't have a cha- national championship and a Super Bowl played on that surface. So no. it, was, it was terrible,
4: guys. The Los Angeles Dodgers—they're no stranger to the low-risk, high-reward deals—and uh, on Saturday, they struck a deal—a one-year deal worth 1.1 million—with All-Star closer Alex Reyes. Nice. It's
5: a great idea. It's a good pickup for the Dodgers. So there's no risk to that. No. If he if he regains any of his form from you know the first half of that all-star year
2: that's that's a win for the dodgers it, it would have been if the if the cardinals brought him back shy of him staying healthy for an entire year there would have been there would have been risk because you you already had him in the in, in your organization and the kid couldn't stay healthy and it was at that point it's like okay we have to move on here you saw him you know what he you know you know that he's had the injury issue issues. You had to move on. But for the Dodgers, if he has injury issues there for, for a year, you're like, okay, well, you know, big deal. Didn't work out. But f- I mean th- this this is one of those situations, Jamie, which like it's destined to fail for the Cardinals. Oh, he's like, gonna, gonna go in talking. there and be lights out. Absolutely.
5: Oh yeah. And then they'd be like, shut out on him. Yeah. And
2: then
5: well, the- they held on to him and then he got hurt or he was terrible. Why yeah. didn't you get rid of him? You knew he was banged up. Yeah.
4: Well, the Cardinals, you know, they could have brought somebody else in, too. We'll get into that later, but Uh, they decided uh, not to as well when it comes to
5: pitching. Got enough lefties.
2: (laughs) You don't. Uh,
4: Sticking with baseball, it appears that the uh, Major League Baseball's uh, joint competition committee has voted unanimously to make the extra inning rule permanent. This is according to Jesse Rogers uh, for all regular season games moving forward. 2023 and beyond. So the runner will be placed at second base for uh, the extra innings. So that's a staple now. That's it. We're done. They're
5: voting on it. You said, right. They voted unanimously to make the thing. Oh, so it's done permanent. So the league has, or the union, like, cause at some point the players union has to agree with this too.
4: Just MLB's joint competition committee.
5: It's okay. The first so time I've ever heard. Of well, no, that actually that is, is. That's a, uh, some of the, teams like the ownership or the management side and some of the players gotcha and they they
2: they make up that whatever is that committee yeah uh, baseball purists hate this they hate it for me it's no. like you played nine innings you played nine innings you're in a stalemate i'm okay with the, the runner being there at second base well and i bet you some of the teams
5: and the players will be too who the hell wants to send a guy out there to overextend him maybe right because you're like um we can't go deeper into the bullpen right now. We got to play tomorrow. So hey, right. hey Johnny, suck it up.
2: I don't think you should do it in the. I don't think you should do it in the postseason at nope. all. Keep keep the you know go back to the, the regular rules. No no ghost runner at second. But 162 games, nine innings. You can't figure it out with the nine innings. All right, we're gonna put a runner on there at second base. I'm okay with it, and I know there's gonna be pushback. And you know, again, baseball purists is not gonna like it. But I've got no issue with it at all.
4: I don't mind it. it keeps players healthy. In the long run, you want to save those arms.
5: Mm-hmm. You know when you're going to need them in September and October. And I really can't be up until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, watching these
2: games. Mm-hmm.
5: And yeah, you know, come on, just let's let's go.
2: It's, the game is slowing off
5: already. You know,
2: oh, Jamie, it's the national pastime for a reason. Yeah, it's the
5: national slow
2: time. Yeah, past Jamie's bedtime.
5: Well, I don't know about wow. that. wow Usually have places to go.
4: Yeah. uh Last bit of news: Raiders. Derek Carr. Well. He won't be with the Raiders much longer, but Derek Carr set to be released after he informed the team that he won't accept a trade. That is per report.
5: So, Anthony, why would he not waive his no-trade clause? Is it because of the roster bonus of forty million? But if they release him, do they need to pay him that forty million?
2: I feel like they're they're they would be, have to. They're going to be on the hook for something here. I, I the, to, but to answer your question directly, they, he didn't like he didn't like some of the options. Now he was. He was able to talk to the Saints. Maybe he wants to hit free agency and he wants to test the market and he wants to make sure that he's gonna he's gonna wind up in a really good spot. So that would be the reason to say, no, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna wait my no trade. Yeah,
5: I don't blame him for doing it. I'm just trying to figure out how the forty million roster bonus comes into this because Anthony, I don't know about you. I know you make big money, but forty million dollars <sighs> is a lot for me. Uh-huh. And so if I'm Derek Carr strategically, what's my best move here? And what does he have left on his current contract? Because if if I'm Derek Carr, maybe I contemplate accepting a trade to get my $40 million roster bonus from wherever I go to, and then
2: when I become a free agent, now I get to handpick my team. Yeah, I think he's got a couple of more years left. So. Yeah, here you go. So the Raiders – so the 15 – the February 15 deadline for the Raiders quickly approaching, they will either have to trade or release quarterback Derek Carr in the coming days. $40.4 will become guaranteed. Carr has a no-trade clause in his contract. He's expected to use it. And uh, then the team is expected to release him. I'm trying to look at some of the – some of the contract stipulations here.
5: Yeah, I just find it interesting when there's a large amount of money like that. Mm-hmm. Um the player and the agent ha- are definitely thinking about how do we capture said money sure whether it's a roster bonus or whether it's his salary that kicks into 40 million a year i don't know which one it actually is um
2: but again that's a lot of money he's got a while too he's 20 so this upcoming year 2023 he's got three more years left yeah. in the deal he doesn't become a un- unrestricted free agent until he's 35 at in 2026 well he will be on thursday yep that's true very true. All right, it's fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. Jamie had mentioned something in the open in the, in the um, uh, first segment today that if you were taking the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, you would have agreed. You would have agreed to this. This is next on one hundred and
1: one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN.
4: It always hurts, right? Anytime you don't come out on top, um, regardless of what you're competing at, it burns you and it it gets at you. A lot of credit to them, all the credit to them. They played a great game. It's a really good football team, well-coached football team. But it hurts. Like I said, we'll use this pain, we'll use this failure for motivation for us uh, moving forward.
2: That was Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni talking to the media following the Eagles' loss to the Chiefs last night in the Super Bowl. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. He does something uh, that is a rare fired A couple of MVPs, a couple of Super Bowls, and the guy's been in the league, I mean, relatively speaking, for about an hour. Yeah, he's, I mean, just um, remarkable. Pretty good player, Anthony. You should really watch him sometimes. I should, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as Janet has pointed out, I should really watch the games. Jamie?
5: That's not a bad idea.
2: You said something in the first segment that if you were backing the Chiefs or predicting that Kansas City would win yesterday, I think you probably pointed this out first. What did you mention about the Eagles' defense?
5: That they were good against every team that didn't have a good quarterback or good offense. Anybody that had a good quarterback put up thirty on them, I a found minimum. This on the web. Oh, you did? Okay. My watch found this on the web. Here, does it says, he say
4: that Kirk Cousins is actually a good quarterback too, and you're overlooking him?
5: Oh boy, uh, yes.
4: I shut him down. Damn.
5: Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't very difficult. Um, <laughs> but some of the other teams that they played against, with like Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, and those guys, like they put up thirty, a minimum of thirty, against this team, and everybody's sitting there raving about. The defense Mm -hmm. oh yeah I'm sorry they played Jacksonville they played Arizona they played like they didn't have a great season last year so they benefited by a schedule that reflected that and the schedule played into their hands because their offense was really good and Jalen Hurts was MVP-esque season but that's why you want a lot of games though is because you could put up 30 or 40 on demand but your defense couldn't handle some of the better offenses so that's what stood out for me.
2: For me, you know, last night, it, it really – and I, had, I hyped up the Eagles because I thought they were an excellent defense. Uh, the, the ability – you know, we talk about, hey, having the ability to roll four lines in hockey is crucial, right? That benefit is huge. The ability to have virtually two starting defensive lines on the same team, that's, that is crucial when it comes to the fourth quarter of games. You're not, you're not wearing out your top pass rushers. You had guys – that were able to step in, that could rush the passer in the in the fourth quarter for you. Your your defensive line was was always fresh, and what a great job by Howie Roseman continuing to add to his strength. These guys were non existent last night. Hassan Reddick had a couple of QB pressures, but that was it. You had zero sacks, and on a I guy thought, with a bad foot. Yes, yeah, exactly. And you could tell Patrick Holmes was in utter pain last night again after he got rolled up on oh, late in the tough. second late late in the second quarter. I
5: thought, oh boy, Q. Chad Henney not great who by the way retired following the game did he
2: got himself he's going out on top yeah, Good for. Got,
5: had himself a nice bud light and said basically cheers I'm headed off into the
2: sunset so congratulations good for cheers. the pride of Michigan yep. there Chad Henney mm-hmm. no other quarterback out of Michigan played has played at that level <laughs> in the NFL um, what are wh- they gonna do for a backup quarterback
5: next year I don't There's know work to do
2: yeah bring back Chase Daniel <laughs> Chase Daniel, probably if that makes sense but I thought the defensive game plan was was atrocious last night And credit the Chiefs. They were like, really? You're just going to play soft zone on us all night? Okay. No problem. Marquez Valdez-Scantling might have had, what, one target, maybe? He's their deep threat. They didn't have to throw deep all game. No. And Patrick Mahomes, I think he had like a 77-something completion percent. I'm surprised it wasn't 97. (laughs) It was just pitch and catch. It was seven-on-seven football. Yeah. The pass rush couldn't get there for him. For And credit Steve Spagnuolo, who did not have a great game plan either. But what did we talk about last week or the, the weeks prior? The Chiefs are all about the negative play on defense. What did you have last night? You had one crucial negative play picking up the, 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 the scoop and score yeah. for a touchdown. And you made like one or two more extra stops than, you, than the Eagles did. And that's all they needed. But the Eagles could not generate a pass rush. And I thought that was the biggest difference in the game. And it was just pick up. Patrick Mahomes was like, I'll just continue. I'll I'll put, yep, there's another dollar. There's $5. Just keep putting the piggy bank. And all of a sudden, you got 38 points on the board and you had another Super Bowl win.
5: Yeah. And we talked about this um, before the show. We're diving in. I don't know the terminology because I'm not the football guy. But I'm watching Andy Reid and Eric Biennami and whoever else is part of the game planning Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Yeah, he's a big part of it. At halftime or somewhere during the first half, they noticed that the Eagles were, you know, their, their, their cornerback. Mm-hmm. Would that be the guy, Anthony? Yes. And the safety, well, when the Chiefs would get in motion coming across, the cornerback would check back or run back to the safety's area. And the safety would activate and try to cut off that receiver on the other side right. of the line of scrimmage.
2: Thinking that wide receiver
5: would Thinking cut to Thinking that he's going to stay in motion and end up being an option on the other side of the field. Well, both times that they did that little stop-back play, on second down, both times, they put a guy in motion just to verify if that cornerback was going to do the exact same thing. Hmm. They did, and on the very next play, both of of those touchdowns were on third down. The very next play, they did the three hard strides, breaks go back, And the cornerback wasn't even adjusting. He wasn't even watching the receiver. In his mind, he was like, I know I have to get to my safety so my safety can get to the other side of the line of scrimmage. And both times they did the stop back and the guy didn't even look. And they had wide open side of the field. That's great recognition by the Chiefs. That's terrible recognition and game planning from
2: the Eagles' defensive side. No, you're absolutely right, Jamie. And it is both. It's Andy Reid picking up on a trend and exploiting that trend you're talking about the Kadarius tony touchdown and you're talking about the sky Moore touchdown those yes was, um, on the they're a mirror place exactly and that that is just a horrendous job by the, the eagles and the coaching staff of saying okay guys you're vacating the zone I, and and quite frankly i don't know what coverage they're in i mean if you're in zone well the corner's bailing on the zone if you're in man-to-man who are you picking up? Well, the, That's I, your guy. I think they were doing man to
5: man, but they were using two guys to do the man to man. Like you're gonna, I'll take him to this side of the
2: line of scrimmage. I got him. You got him. Nobody's got That's him. That's right. It was terrible. I, I thought I thought it was terrible. And when you when you look at like Arizona, for example, the Cardinals need a head coach. the The report before the game was the Colts were going to get the Eagles' offensive coordinator Sykman, and then the Cardinals were going to get their defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. If again, if I'm Arizona, I'm looking and I said, let's 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 pump the brakes here because Lou Anarumo, the defense coordinator for the Bengals, still had an outstanding game plan against against Kansas City in the AFC title game.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: That was trash last night. That you might as well be coaching for Oklahoma State, dude. That was Oklahoma State's game plan, or any (gasps) any other Big (laughs) Twelve. Any other Big Twelve team? Oh, What's go wrong go. with the Big Twelve, Anthony? Okay, you State, saw it last night. Our
5: guy Matt Holiday. What are you
2: doing? Okay, that? then it was uh, Kansas's game plan. Come on! I thought Kansas's defensive coordinator said, "I got it, guys. <laughs> so I'll take care of it." <laughs> Kansas had a, uh, they had a pretty decent year. Who do,
4: you wise, me to, who do you
2: want me to use? I'm not going to use Kansas State. What about Kansas TCU's State was good. national oh, championship? Okay, fair enough. Fire up chips.
5: <laughs> they're not a on the Big Twelve. Well, they could be if they
2: wanted to be. Anyway. That's true. Good, good point. They almost beat Oklahoma State. Jamie started the year. You're right, Marsh. That was a perfect. It, the, the, TCU said, "We've got a game plan." <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Here's our game plan. We Eagles. open up the middle, and you run right through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. It's, Score it's, a
2: touchdown. It's on. Un- it's on. Un- it was to ridiculous have two to me. Guys untouched in an nfl game in a in the super bowl go untouched in an how
5: does the cornerback not even looking at the wide receiver like when you play defense in any sport you have to have your head on a swivel and be aware of your surroundings this guy just took off said i know where i gotta go i gotta run to that spot as fast
2: as i can right. i don't care that guy's wide open that's called playing the coverage and not understanding concepts wow. like they would just play whatever the coverage was okay and like concept wise, okay, if he cuts back, what's our what's the concept? If he cuts back, what do <laughs> we do? He
5: cuts do? back. Oh, I don't care. I did no, my no, job. No, no.
2: Like you're bailing. Like no matter what, you're bailing. This plane, this plane, when it gets to a certain height, you got to get out the door. Like that's what the Eagles did last night. We're like, we're okay. I'm going to jump. Uh you It's a little windy. It's a little windy. You might want to hold. it. Nope, I'm going. Nah, I'm going. I, this is where I'm supposed to go. I'm going. We talk about the and the... the Eagles still almost won.
4: That's how good the offense was. The the defense, obviously, not having a great second half. But if you look at that first half, they didn't really have to they do anything. They yeah. didn't have to do anything because Pat, Pat Mahomes was never on the field. Exactly. And I wonder how much of the offensive game plan switched as well, which ended up translating into the defense having to be out there more. Because I believe Greg Olson said the reason why the Eagles are still out on the field is because they're aggressive. They throw the ball on first down. They mm-hmm. run the ball on second down, instead of stay, staying back, letting time dwindle down, they're continuing to let the clock eat right. by getting more first downs, by extending plays, by extending drives.
5: And from the six one eight here, uh, great observation as well. Said Travis Kelsey also had the motion stop and go touchdown. All three passing touchdowns were scored on almost the exact same play. Yeah,
2: they knew it. The Chiefs, the <laughs> Chiefs, the Chiefs had a tell in mm-hmm. the Eagles, and the Eagles never. So that is a great point. When did Kelsey got that catch that touchdown?
5: Second half. First half. First half. Kelsey. That's, oh, Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. First Kelsey. Half. I believe was first quarter. Right? Yeah. It was Seven yeah, it seven. Was.
2: That was the first touchdown. So they probably at that and point the were like, Eagles ah. never adjusted. Oh, you get in the well, half. That time. was lucky. You have Anthony. to adjust it then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, lucky. You have to adjust it then. No. You are vacating the zone.
5: I bet you they sat there and said, "Okay, that's Travis Kelsey." Oh, you tip your hat. You know, it's Travis right. Kelsey. We were trying to contain him, we do our best, you know, he did okay. Like they didn't chalk it up to that's a flaw in our system. Right. They
2: chalked it up to, ah, oh, it's Travis Kelsey." Oh, that's a great point. So, our guy Swant tweeted at me earlier, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, talking about uh a metric, MLB metrics, and what they what they say about the Cardinals and they where they rank in terms of percentages to win the World Series. It may shock some of you. That's next one of you Span. 304, your time check is brought to you by Collection Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stoltzer. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. MLB Metrics at MLB Metrics. Put together a early 2023 World Series odds via the program Zips. I'm not smart enough to break down what the like zips program is, but
5: uh, it's a zip file. Anthony uh, has several is. things in one zip file, I th- think. Th-
2: that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You're Talking no. about like compressed zip file.
5: What are you doing?
2: You, you heard me. You, you want know, like you compress a folder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that what you are talking about? No. Anyway, some program. That's exactly what he was talking. The about. bunch <laughs> of shut up, March. Bunch of computer programs just put it, you know, put together these early World Series odds. And credit to our guy Swan who uh, who, who sent me the tweets saying this is interesting. Here's your top ten. <laughs> and this is early World Series odds in terms of a percentage that the that the teams could win. Number 10, Tampa Bay's 4.2%. percent No pushback push back there, really. I mean, the Rays are a smart organization. Yeah, they're always in the conversation. They're always in the conversation. You know? Number nine surprised me a little bit, although Arson Judge, you never know what he could do. Hmm. Uh, we haven't <laughs> seen him yet, but the Giants have 4. at 4.3%. They
4: had Carl, uh, Coral, too. Who? Carlos Correa. Uh, his oh, he's gone. Alter ego, yeah. Yeah, oh,
2: oh, they got the two alt, gotcha. Mm-hmm. On that guy. Uh, so it's surprising to see the Giants 9 because I don't think they're that great. Eight Blue Jays at 7% to win the World Series, according to Zips. It's a good no, team. No pushback. Seven Dodgers at 7.5. Really you feel like it's a little low. They didn't do much mm-hmm. in the offseason. They got Alex they Reyes. To. They, did, they did get Alex they Reyes. They didn't
5: really have to do much.
2: You don't have Walker Bueller for Timmy the majority the majority of the season because he's still rehabbing. You've got, you know, the the pitching staff is good, not great. Six is the Padres, seven point nine percent. I don't think anybody's going to be really surprised that they're in the top higher, ten. Honestly. Yankees are five at mm-hmm. eight percent. Uh, the Astros are, are three at nine point one percent. The Mets are ten point nine percent at uh-huh. number two, and the Braves twelve percent.
5: Anthony, you forgot number four.
2: Oh yeah, the Cardinals eight point one percent chance. Wow. It's the uh, bug in the system. We're going to the World Series, baby. What are we missing here? What are we missing? Like Cardinals, I, G- Cardinals good team, not great. Right. Could be great though, Anthony. That's a lot of ifs. I mean, fourth to be fourth, eight point one percent. Pitching staff good, very good, solid, not great. Defense great. Lineup mm-hmm. good, good, could be good, good, could be could be above good.
4: like, like O'Neill like gets really back. solid. DC's Lots of healthy. Ifs and
2: coulds and Jordan harps. Walker. No matter how many, no matter how many bourbons you've had, would you Whoa. ever, would you have put the the Yankees, Padres, Dodgers, and Blue Jays behind the Cardinals to win the World Series? No, nope. no. Nope. I. Um, what are we missing here with the metrics?
5: I, I don't know. Um, you know, Anthony, I'm a, I am a numbers guy. Uh, said no one ever <laughs> about me. Uh, but, but there must be something in the underlying numbers that we're missing, and maybe maybe the numbers suggest. Maybe the numbers are taking into consideration the ifs and hopes and things like that. I don't know. This doesn't make sense because I would look at the Cardinals roster completely healthy as a good roster, like you said. Not a team I would go, oh, that's an automatic, that's a fourth best team in the league. I don't see it that way. Now, Could they be? I hope they are. Would love that. Be great. I would put them somewhere around nine or ten on this
2: list. I mean, the Phillies aren't in the top ten.
5: That's crazy, by the
2: hmm. way. The Phillies are and I know they they barely made the postseason last year. Yeah, but that's but just then because all that they, t- they, 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 they got, got better. Together.
5: Injuries too. Maybe they're taking that in consideration too. Bryce Harper's out.
2: I don't think so, Jamie.
5: I don't know what to, to what to say about this. Maybe maybe we're wrong. Remember uh, you, that's impossible.
4: Well, I know, I know. But <laughs> what's let's, your l- problem, Marsh? Let's just play. Let's just play a hypothetical here, right? We're never wrong, but let's just play a hypothetical <laughs> at the beginning of the year. We were making fun of the people that were saying the Blues weren't going to have a good year, and oop, they're kind of right right now. Maybe these people are right, and we're wrong about the Cardinals.
2: So we should trust the computers, what you're saying, Anthony? Maybe we should trust the computers,
5: Anthony. FedEx- and taking
4: over the world for one, true.
5: FedEx Brian has a great point. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, the Cardinals will be a hell of a lot higher if Anthony held Mo accountable." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's that's very.
4: Anthony's true. been too busy holding the Eagles' defense accountable today, exactly. And not Mo. Well, so, the, yeah, I'll our I'll to change that up a little bit.
5: Our yeah. guy Swan, who sent, uh was the pioneer of this, mm-hmm. uh, just wrote us and said, "I'm pretty sure the numbers are taking in the ifs and hopes." I look at them, some, and it has O'Neal replicating his 2021 season.
2: Well, that would help. Yeah. So
5: if this is what this mathematical equation is doing is taking dylan carlson's best numbers o'neill's best numbers like in doing all of that kind of well no no kidding yeah they're they're a contender world series contender because if, if all the irons are hot at the same time like yeah that's a hell of a team Even,
2: goldie Arnauto, Contreras, Contreras uh, I, I think the offense has walker it, has the capability should keep going yeah, yeah, keep so. going. I think the offense has the capability of being better, way better than what we think. But you're still lacking a, a, a number one and a number two. I mean, guys that that are bona fide. We will match up with anybody else in the league when you get to the postseason. I'll take care of it at the trade deadline, Anthony. Will you? Will you? I haven't won't. seen you uh, me personally I won't because hmm. Mo hasn't made a, a significant trade since 2011 what are you talking about last year he made a good trade I'm not saying good trade I'm talking about like changing the direction of the organization midseason yeah, that's fine like I re- mo mo and 11 rebuilt the bullpen with Kobe Rasmus trade rebuilt it I don't think he's rebuilding this the top of the starting rotation at at midseason Maybe I'm wrong, well, guys. if, so so let's do this
5: if oh, again. God, I like this game. I don't, I really hate it. But uh, if Jack Flaherty is just... Oh, stop, Jamie, just
2: stop it. Guys, I have to do it. Jamie. Why are you going to Save that it? for the 5 o'clock if hour. This,
5: if this is what they're taking into consideration, and if Jack Flaherty can regain his form, that's your number one right there in your rotation. Now you just have to go get a number two, which is always nice. You have that guy, top of the rotation.
2: Why wouldn't the computers also factor in everybody else's ifs then? They yeah, do, we, Anthony. Oh, we got it. a text
4: from the 618, add in Paul DeYoung hitting 34 oh, bombs. Oh, come on.
2: Yes.
5: Are we done here? That is Are we great. done? Can you imagine? Paul DeYoung, his all-star season, Tommy Edmund. his what was best that, five b- years ago? Yeah, it doesn't matter, Anthony, if we're taking it all in consideration here. I mean, this is a, a juggernaut. This is a dynasty, if we do all that, like take everybody's best numbers. Adam Wainwright, at his best. You've got him in your rotation, Anthony.
2: Oh, so it's factoring in like Cy Young, Adam Wainwright. Yes. Now I get it. I bet you Keith Law still wouldn't vote for him. Now though. I get it. I picture whoever put in these these Zips projections, they got a little too tanked one night and just started hitting buttons. And that's how you get that projection. That's all I'm saying.
4: We get a text from the 618. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. I hope you're being sincere.
2: I am being sincere. The young for- is worthless.
5: It followed up with great negativity. <laughs> I mean, fourth, fourth? Fourth, really? None of you would put the I'm Cardinals fourth? It. I'm here for it. You know what? Let's go. Go Cards. I don't know why you don't like the Cardinals, Anthony.
2: I Rank love the them. National League right now. Rank them. Rank the National League. Oh, it's easy. Don't you dare go right down the, the the list here. It's Braves. From this drunk computer.
5: In the, if you're going National League only. Only. Braves. Uh-huh. Mets.
2: Don't do it. Don't you do it.
5: Padres. Uh-huh. Cardinals. Over the Phillies. Oh, absolutely. And over the Dodgers. Those guys did nothing in the
2: offseason. You shut your mouth.
4: We got a text from the <laughs> 618, not hate. Hi, Mr. Ob- uh, uh, obligatory. I, wow, I said that weird. Uh, backlash checking <laughs> and thought I just heard Jack Flaherty's name. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, it's a fast one Oh, 6-1-Hate
5: has one for me, too. Jamie, take your ifs and shove them. I want for sure. Okay.
2: Yeah, for sure you're not good enough to be fourth on this list.
5: Okay. For sure. 6-1-Hate getting aggressive with me. That's, yeah. that's so scary. Help.
2: Shove your ifs right there, Jamie. Yeah. Boom. Go ahead, reach the in there, 618. The sun doesn't shine. I asked this question before the AFC championship game, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow, easily, number one guy. Well, what about now, Marsh? You sound what like about Travis now? Kelsey. Get to your point. That was embarrassing, by the way. Travis Kelsey, when he goes, none of you believed in us, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell are you talking oh, he's about? He's right, Anthony. They were the underdog. By a point and a half. (laughs) That's like the Georgia football team saying that everyone. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) believed in us. It's like Jordan's Bulls in the 90s. Yeah, nobody believed in us. (laughs) You disrespect Literally everybody believed in you. (laughs) Literally. I like it, though. You know, they're playing with the chip on their shoulder. The number one seed. You can't have a chip on your shoulder if you're the number one seed. You cannot get in front of the camera at the end of the Super Bowl and say, none of you believed in me. Us. I mean, us. When you win, you
5: can say whatever the hell you want at that point <laughs> <laughs> he was
2: emotional was this oh, patrick, bad for his brother he's got a super bowl too he'll be fine does he though yeah was he with philly when they went mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
5: well that's great. His brother's
2: you? got two though leg up on him now was this the best version of patrick mahomes to date like greatest accomplishment i asked this last week and people were like no still the still the first time he won the super bowl I beg to differ. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented
1: by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
5: This is amazing like we won the Super Bowl like this is happy like you just like a little kid winning 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 a prize at, at the at the fair I mean whereas this
3: one You've dealt with failure you understand how hard it is uh to get back on this stage and to win this game i mean i, I played in the super bowl where i got blown out uh where it was I, I got all hyped up and then we you go out there and you don't do anything um and then i'll lose the AFC championship game in the overtime um when i thought we had a chance to win the super bowl that year and to have a full brand new team and have to go through the the strain of being better and better every single day it gives you a greater appreciation for winning this game
2: patrick Mahomes, following <laughs> last night's victory Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, people were, as I was teasing that, people were texting in saying, Anthony, you you were all over the Eagles last week. I know, I admitted it. I admitted it at the, the start of the uh, show. So if you admitted it, it's fine? No, it's not fine. I was wrong. Oh. I even or said actually it. clipped that. I even said it beforehand, too. Had the Eagles won that game, I still would have been wrong with how they won it. I said it was going to be won in the trenches. Eagles didn't sniff Patrick Mahomes last night. What cologne was Patrick Mahomes wearing? Don't ask the Eagles. They don't know. They didn't get close enough.
5: Sex Panther.
2: It's probably Sex Panther. I was completely wrong. I was completely wrong about how, how that game was going to play play out. Patrick Mahomes, though, to me, that was his – that this season, best accomplishment to date. And there's several reasons for that. One, you didn't have Tyreek Hill. The big topic of the conversation, Jamie, surrounding the Chiefs in the offseason, once they made the deal with Miami to send Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, was great, can you still win it this way? If you're the Chiefs, can you still, you got, you got still the, the, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league. You got a great tight end in Travis Kelsey, and then you've got a collection of talent. Juju Smith Schuster, not Tyreek Hill. Marquez Valdez Scantling, not Tyreek Hill. Sky Moore, not, you know, we, and the list goes on. Then they added Kadarius Toney, really nice piece. A couple of big moments last night, not Tyreek Hill. So you didn't have Tyreek Hill. Still the number one seed, still won the AFC West. In a tough division the toughest coming into the league and you did so when you're making money that was the first that was the Super Bowl the first Super Bowl he won since the contract yeah which, as we all know is more difficult because you don't you don't have the cap space to throw money around like when the quarterback isn't making is isn't isn't making his money yet and he did so on a bad ankle he suffered that puppy in the first half against Jacksonville. It was either early second or late late first quarter. So he essentially Jamie beat Jacksonville on one leg on Cincinnati, who had had his number on one leg, and he didn't play great, but he still threw for three hundred yards. And then last night, an Eagles defense that numbers wise was one of the best in the league, and I thought they were a lot better than what we were gonna what we saw eventually saw last night. That, to me, was was Patrick Mahomes' best best accomplishment to date.
5: Yeah, was it his greatest game ever? No, I don't think it was. I thought it was a really well-executed game. And he to did your, what he had to. I understand, Anthony. Can I talk?
2: No. Go ahead.
5: I mean, otherwise, just go ahead. No. I'll go to the bathroom.
2: Jamie, I, pre- I appreciate and value your opinion.
5: Come no, on. you don't at all. You took your headphones off.
2: They're still on. They're unplugged. Oh. Jerk. I did the uh, Bruce Arians.
5: They <laughs> give you a headset, not plugged in. <laughs> is he really coaching?
2: Nah, well, nah, just let him go.
5: It looks good on him, though. Yeah. Um, no, so it wasn't Patrick Mahomes' greatest. Like, when you look at the numbers and you look at the performance, you look at Jalen Hurts and go, wow. Like, if Patrick Mahomes had that statistical game, I'd be like, this is maybe his best game ever. But where it, it changes for me, my opinion changes, is the fact that he did it with a bad ankle. And no matter how much time he had to heal in between the two weeks and whatever, it's not a hundred percent, it is not. And then it got rolled up on late in the first half and he was in pain. Like you could tell, like on the sidelines, I could see it in his face. Is, is this going to keep me out? Like, am I done? And if so, at that point, like you're in trouble, but he gutted through it and he came back and he had a, I mean, an, massively efficient second half. I mean, they put points on the board every single time they had the ball. Including when he ran the one time. Which I couldn't believe. So for me, what this did, uh, from my opinion of Patrick Mahomes, was it pushed him over the line for me to where he's not just a great player. He's an incredible competitor. So yes, he can execute. He can throw the ball. Yes. Can he run? Yes. But he did all of that injured and he came up with big plays when it mattered like that's Tom Brady and I'm not comparing Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady it's still for me it's still a little early for that but what I'm comparing him to is all the greats have that mm-hmm. like it's not just the talent anymore it's that inner motivation that drive that fire in the belly Patrick Mahomes has it and it's not that I didn't think he had it before but he did all of that on a bad ankle against a team that was supposed to be really good defensively that they are going to pressure the heck out of them and and blitz them and and all these things. And he managed to do that to them. So for me, that's where it, he elevated for me.
4: I think one thing that's interesting is Patrick Mahomes uh, during the pregame show, he was doing an interview and he said, you know, coming into the league, I was just a gunslinger and he talked about coach Reed and how much he's helped him become a better quarterback throughout the years. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable Mm -hmm. in his first few seasons in the NFL. Like, what can this guy become the more and more he progresses? He can get to Tom Brady status. I believe he can. I don't know if he'll be in the league long
5: enough to do that. Because I think that Tom Brady did accomplish a few things uh, because of the longevity of his career. Mm -hmm. Like, does he get to seven titles if he has a 10-year career? No, he doesn't. You know, so... I'm hoping Patrick Mahomes can stay healthy, but will he play till he's forty-five? <laughs> Highly doubtful. So as far as rings go, he may not get there. As far as other accomplishments go, he might eclipse Tom Brady. He might. He might win way more MVPs than Tom Brady. He might be he might set the standard from that point uh, of view. We do get an interesting text here that I'd like to address from the 314. There's no way he was feeling anything in that ankle with the amount of injections he had to have gotten. Correct. Well, let me tell you, from past experience, how hard it is to play on something you can't feel. When you can't feel, especially when you're, uh, like, for me, I remember having it happen, I had broke my foot, and they shot up the foot. You can't feel your foot. It's an awkward challenge to try and skate. So I would imagine for Patrick Mahomes, it's an awkward feeling to try and maneuver, Mm -hmm. and that I believe that's his his back leg, right? It is. So So all his weight starts from back there. Like when he's passing, you start, you load up, and you obviously end up on your left foot, which is your plant foot. But if you can't feel that leg as well as you could, that's where it gets kind of gnarly. Yeah. And so, yes, you can shoot it up to where it doesn't feel anything, but it does wear off. Near the fourth quarter there, middle of the fourth quarter, that's starting to throb. You're starting to feel, and you're like, okay, and they might hit it again on the sidelines. You never know. But again, then you can't feel it again.
2: For it's what a bit it's awkward. worth, for what it's worth, he said he got treatment in the halftime, but he didn't. There was no pain medication. But who knows? Whatever. Well, he said there was no
5: pain medication.
2: He he said he got treatment at, at halftime. Yeah, and did he, did did he not say take flat?
5: A, he said I did not.
2: I believe I I saw he did not take a shot. That's he a did lie. not get a shot. That's an absolute lie.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, you're lying to all of us. Be quiet. Yeah, he stop did not,
2: it. Here you go. He did not, he said, take any painkillers at halftime, but said he did get treatment.
5: Well, he didn't take painkillers. It didn't mean he didn't get needled.
2: <clears throat> Wouldn't that be a painkiller?
5: Freezing is not a painkiller. You have Toradol, which is a painkiller, mm-hmm. which will basically heal anything in your body, make you feel like Superman for a little while. Mm. But freezing
2: it isn't a painkiller. It just numbs that area. Sure. Either way, like you said, it wears off. <laughs> for you not to feel your your bet, your plant leg if you're a quarterback... Or be able to run like he did. It, it, look, it was a gritty performance by Mahomes. Jalen Hurts had to make. I mean, all the difficult throws were on Jalen Hurts, and
4: he made them. He should have been the MVP. I mean, there he, was a year was to have Jalen Hurts, a, a player that lost to be the MVP. It would, it would have been the Super Bowl. I Pro- totally
2: agree. Probably. I totally probably. agree. But what a, again? What an epic performance by the undisputed number one quarterback in the league. We haven't seen him. We have not seen Patrick Mahomes in the year. Everybody's kind of comparing. We could do the the whole title thing, Will he or won't. There's no comparison to Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. He's that rare of an athlete. Now, we'll see, like, duplicates. We'll see quarterbacks. In fact, old Zach Wilson was trying to get away with the old sideward throws and things like that. Not working out for him. But there's nobody that compares to Zach Patrick Mahomes. Wilson in the same breath as Patrick Mahomes. He's trying to do that stuff. That's cuz
5: he doesn't know how to throw the ball.
2: That is probably true. There was a
4: play in that game is when Mahomes went down and Kelsey had to make that low catch mm-hmm. and then he rolled over made the catch. And I looked to one of my buddies I was like that is a classic Patrick Mahomes play to his man and I mean that's that's just Patrick Mahomes. And we saw a lot of that in the Super Bowl they lost. And unfortunately, you know, they didn't convert those plays but you were going to see that no matter what. If he was running around on one foot, that's what gave the Chiefs uh, the upper advantage. Is they have the best quarterback in the league on their
2: team, and he's so coachable. He came in in the league. He said, "I want to learn from Alex Smith," and he did. Said after after beating the Forty Nine ers, he still has to learn how to read defenses, and he did. After losing to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, he said he they, they said he went back and rewatched it and didn't like some of the aspects, like he he wasn't hanging long enough in the pocket, so he he corrected that. Went back last year, looked at the AFC title game against the Bengals, the loss, and said, we, I didn't like how we, we, we didn't push it more in the second half offensively. He's very coachable. Mm-hmm. He's humble. And I think that is significant when you're talking about whether or not the Chiefs have staying power. They do. And why I said there's no comparison to Mahomes, because there isn't, the only comparison I can make to the Reed and Mahomes, you now have your Walsh and Montana. Walsh and Montana were perfect for each other. And Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are perfect for each other, and as long as those two guys are in place, Brett Veach, great job as general manager, he should have gotten more love uh, than Howard Roseman coming into the game, or just as much respect. But as long as Reed and Mahomes are in Kansas City, you're you're gonna you have a Super Bowl contender every single year. All right, let's talk about the defense now for the Blues or lack thereof. That's next. I want to win ESPN. Hey.
1: Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Blues bring it in. They should. They score. What a rush up the ice, Joe! They bring it in, and Cali Rosen finishes it for the Blues. Moser fans on it. Cairo. Gets it back for the Blues. works it in the corner. Slides that one down low to Thomas. Coming back to Cairo to the goal with it. Had to hand it off. Rosen again. He scores! Two in a row for Callie Rosen.
2: Chris Kerber on the call over the weekend. That's right. Two goals for Callie Rosen as Blues knock off the Arizona Coyotes in overtime. Juggernaut Arizona Coyotes, as we're well aware of after Mm -hmm. the way they played the Blues. Out in Arizona I mean, a couple they, weeks ago. They
5: were owed that mm-hmm. beating that they got on Saturday.
2: Yeah. Jamie, uh, I'll tell you what, though. we got to talk about that D. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Big part not, of things. Not great, Jamie. No. Not great at all. And you got this big conversation, I think, among Blues fans. Like, well, why don't you start trading some of these guys? Yeah. Including Colton Pareko. We've heard his name a lot yeah, from we Blues have. fans. And there's rumors out. Right now, um,
5: from some of the national media that teams are kicking the tires on Colton Pareco, Doug Armstrong, or inquiring, or whatever they use, whatever word they use. Mm-hmm. I I would be. If I'm a team that's a contender and I can add a Colton Pareko to my team, I'm doing it. Which tells you that the blues have something valuable there. So for all the people that are wanting to trade Colton Pareco, get, get rid of him, all this stuff. If other teams that are contending for a Stanley Cup or wanting to are wanting to trade for him, why are they doing that? It's literally like a Cardinals thing, right, where you take uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Why are they asking for Randy or Rosarena? Well, I just give him a – like, so this is where I go with it is if teams are asking about Colton knowing his contract situation – Why are they asking? They see something. Do they already have a number one guy, though? It's possible, but doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because right now, Justin Falk arguably is your number one right-handed shot defenseman. So Colton Pareko falls into that same slot that he would fall into, let's say, with um, the Carolina Hurricanes or wherever that would be kicking the tires. I don't have a team. I'm just making that up. So I look at it that way, too. And I also look at what is Colton Pareko at his best? He's pretty darn effective. When you see Colton Pareko at his best, he's six foot six, skates as good as anybody in the league, plays well defensively, he's got good reach, good instincts defensively. His his offensive awareness is not that of a number one defenseman, but doesn't matter. You got him at 6.5 million. You're not really paying him like a number one. Number one defenseman make nine, 10, $11 million in the NHL right now. Heck, 12 million if you're looking at Eric Carlson. Colton is making six point five. So he's being paid top four money, not number one money. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, do you really not think Colton Pareco can play in your top four? I think he can. And you have him at a right at the right price, quite honestly. Now, is he playing his best hockey right now? No. No, I think he would say the same thing right now, that he's not happy with the way things are going.
2: And a lot of players aren't. Outside of Justin Falk, is there a defender that's playing? But even Justin
5: Falk has had a little bit of a roller coaster as well. But he's at
2: least been your most consistent defenseman. Correct.
5: Correct. I would agree with that. And so when, when people get irrational and they're like, get rid of him, are you really looking at everything involved in it? Because right now internally, if you traded Colton Pareko, one... I don't know what you get back. I'd have to dive into what the comparables for trades and this and that. And But who's your replacement right away for Colton Who Who's 20-plus minutes a game on the right-handed side? Is it Robert Bortuzzo? No, it isn't. It isn't. I like Bortz, but Bortz fits in perfectly in that third pair. He does. Went healthy, went on his game. He's your fifth or sixth defenseman. So who elevates to the top four? You don't have that. You can't tell me Callie Rosen. You can't tell me Tyler Tucker. You can't tell me Scott Perunovich, You can't tell me Marco Scandella, which, by the way, uh, all of those guys are left-handed shots, too. So Colton Pareko is your best fit right now in that spot. Not playing his best hockey. Totally agree. Totally agree. But he's your best fit in that spot. And he also has a full no-trade clause. So he holds the cards, too. So get used to seeing Big 55 on the blue line. And I think that as a team, if they can tighten up defensively, that Colton Pareko, Nick Letty, Tori Krug, these guys all look better overall when your team is better defensively. And right now, the the Blues overall, the five-man units on the ice, have not been good enough defensively.
2: So, I mean, Jamie, when you're... Uh, the, there's been a lot of draft and money compensation added to this blue line. Justin Falk, you acquire him from the Hurricanes, pay him right away. Tory Krug, free agent, you pay, you're paying him significant money. Colton Pareko, we can we can argue whether or not the contract is good, bad, or otherwise, but if he's a top four defenseman, it's it's at least what Jamie league value. Well, right is, or, yeah, Pareko. contract?
5: It it's right in the mix. Okay, he's not being
2: overpaid. Trust me. So, there, but there's still a, a fair amount of money. That is being paid to this defense. Nicoletti's another guy. Mm -hmm. So what is the issue? What is that? What is the issue as far as defensively?
5: Yes. The issue defensively is that the team overall is giving up way too much ice in the middle of in the middle middle ice. They're giving up good ice. They can't do that. A prime example is the six on five goal that Arizona scored the other night. The guy's right in the slot. How do you get wide open in the slot when it's a six-on-five and you know that you have to shrink and collapse to the middle of the ice to take away all the best ice? That's literally the strategy on a six-on-five is take away the middle of the ice. Everybody blocks shots. You got a guy wide open in the slot. Now, Braden Shen was slow to get back and fold over and get back to the middle. That's his fault. He will tell you right now. If you're standing in this room, he would say, you're right. I've got to be there in the middle ice. I've got to take away that spot because... If you stay wide, you're worried about the far side guy. Great. Okay. Leave him out there. Quite honestly, when I was in Detroit, we used to isolate one guy and just leave him out on an island and play five on five. Because if they can get the puck clean to that guy who's wide open, then it's all of our fault. Because the puck at some point has to travel through the middle of the ice. And when it does, bodies and sticks need to be in the way. And then also, the the weak side players have to be ready to adjust and then move. So in that scenario, you take away the middle of the ice, you dare them to try the high-risk play, but at least you're taking away the the most dangerous opportunities. Right now, I I know I kind of veered off the course there with that one specific goal, but that goal, for me, is exactly what this season has been. You're giving up the best ice. And even in the neutral zone, when the Blues are not on their game, the middle of the ice is like the fast lane, just pucks are zipping through there, players are going, they can't, like... You can't do that. The Blues, at their best, have always taken away the middle of the ice, and they've always had great sticks, deflecting pucks, knocking down passes, being in the way. They're not doing that consistently this year. That's the problem. So if you're a defenseman and all of this great ice is available, one, you're part of the problem in some of the instances. You're not covering guys properly. But two, what are you going to do? If you're where you're supposed to be and other guys don't take away the best opportunities, you're going to look like an asshat no matter what. Yeah. You are. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. That's why today's game specifically is geared towards everybody in the ice playing good team defense. Whereas back in the day, you had Chris Pronger and Al McInnes. They could shut down the opposition. Sure. But the game has changed. More guys are active. The D for the other teams are way more active, too. They're in the play. So that's why everybody has to know what the hell they're doing. And the Blues consistently have not been able to nail down that defensive structure.
2: That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. Does Jalen Hurt still have more to prove, despite what he did last night? This next on 101
1: ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. <laughs> That's how I feel. Either win or you learn. So, you know, as always, win, lose, or draw. I always reflect on the things that I could have done better, uh, things we could have done better, to try and take um, take that next step, and yeah, that that'll that'll be the same process that goes on now.
2: That was Jalen Hurts after last night, and save for the one mistake that he made, in which and it was a physical mistake. It wasn't a mental error or anything like that. He was brilliant. He was yeah, outside of him moving his, you know, the, the ball from his left to his right hand, which is what he's supposed to do. Unfortunately, lost the grip on it, wound up kicking it right to Nick Bolton for Kansas City, and was a scoop and score. Jalen Hurts was fantastic. It's fast lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. We do need a gauntlet contestant, new gauntlet contestant. So yeah, wanna... I heard
5: you guys just pissed one away last week when oh. I'm not here. Okay.
2: If you want to play in the cakewalk. You absolutely okay. can. Okay, it well, is. I it's heard been about a it walk. in
5: Mexico. People were coming at me and say, oh, yeah, you guys lost it." I'm like, "What? Yeah, they're fast lane." By the way, there were fast lane listeners in Mexico at my resort, which was great and horrifying. <laughs> Why is it horrifying? Well, Anthony, there's a few reasons. Um, you know, things happen at resorts. There's alcohol involved. Mm clothing's optional sometimes
2: interesting yeah.
5: speedos involved well, speedos I... involved and then a uh, clothing optional uh karaoke performance
2: well sometimes i hear from listeners or, or great listeners that they say it's like it's like you know i'm part of uh i'm almost part of the show because i listen as i know I, I know you guys it's almost like we're friends yeah that's what it was for you in mexico it was some people got real close to you
5: it, it, they did and um uh, following a karaoke performance with uh, a guy I met down there, we did, uh, I'm too sexy, which was great. Nice. And, you know, they're, you're too sexy for everything. So mm-hmm. that must go. And come down, walk down off the stage, mind you, and uh, was met with a Go Blues. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And meanwhile, I was like, oh, they're videoing the whole
2: thing. Right. As you got yeah. naked. And it wasn't naked. Ish. Ish. Yeah.
4: That's the real halftime show that we all missed.
2: We'll get into the halftime show from last night. (laughs) (laughs) The epitome of fine. It was mid. It was not great. Very mid. Jalen Hurts coming into the year, huge question mark. After what we saw this year, Jamie, and what we saw last night, look, the Eagles have the franchise quarterback.
5: Oh my gosh. They have the franchise quarterback. I I doubted him all year, Anthony. And I I shouldn't say I doubted him. I wanted to see if he could do it for the entire season. And he did. Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, Marshy brought this up earlier. Could have been a year where you saw the MVP be on a losing team in yes. the Super Bowl. Yeah, he played that good.
2: He did. He had three touch. the three rushing touchdowns. He threw the one the one passing touchdown to AJ Brown. Oh, that was which unbelievable. Was I here's here's the 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 one. If I'm just gonna highlight one thing from last night's game, when you talk about Jalen Hurts and whether or not this guy can perform and 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 whether or not he's he's for real. The amount of times he pushed the ball downfield. I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dak Prescott. Oh, I'm sorry, even if you go back to the Rams days of Sam Bradford. Everybody loved everybody loved some Sam Bradford.
5: Did they really high completion <laughs> I percentage? What, I think you're making no, some Are you serious? People love
2: Bradford. No, they didn't. There's a lot of people that love Bradford.
5: Who? Name three. Exactly.
2: I'll tell you you off here.
4: Oh, that's your favorite band? It's your favorite team? Name one player.
2: I can name all kinds of players from the Bradford days. Well, I
5: bet you can. They're not
2: good, though. No, you're right about that. Checkdown Charlie doesn't impress me. Derek Carr, good quarterback. He becomes Checkdown Charlie in big games. How about one read? dump it off to the running back one read throw it short of the line of scrimmage or the uh the first down marker so at what point
5: does that Anthony
2: season on the line
5: (laughs) Anthony at what point does check down Charlie though turn into a genius game plan because you've literally said that today you said Patrick Mahomes Mahomes took what you gave up damn right check down Charlie he won a Super Bowl yeah so you can't speak out of both sides of your mouth.
2: When che- that's great, you know what, Jamie? It's a great point. When check down, Charlie is getting you seven, eight yards and wide open uh-huh. touchdowns where literally the guy isn't touched. Mm-hmm. A la Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore. Yeah, I'll give you the exception. But
5: maybe it's a play calling. Maybe not so much quarterback. It, it, cer- certainly.
2: Yeah, it, it really and it really was on those two plays. It's mm-hmm. play calling. It's 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 understanding. Like like we talked about earlier, and you had pointed this out before the show in the office. That that was all about. We have a tell for the Eagles. We know their corners are going to bail on, on these go, plays, no matter and what. He did. So yes, that that was more play going. On. I thought out of all the throws last night, the the difficult ones, and credit maybe maybe we're we're shortchanging Kansas City's defense too, for that matter. All the difficult throws were on Jalen Hurts' side, and he made a lot of them. And Dallas Dallas Goddard made some remarkable catches. Yeah, I mean the one. I'm glad the one stood. Oh, uh, they that, don't
5: get me started. Just a little
2: bit. Come he on. didn't
5: have possession of the That's ball for a first catch. second. That's a catch. He didn't. It's a catch. If the Eagles want to complain about the holding call, they should be thanking
2: okay. the refs in the NFL for giving them that catch. AJ Brown, great. I mean, excellent wide that guy's receiver. Pretty good. Made the adjustment on the touchdown throw.
5: Yeah. How bad was the defense on that play, though? Just like, I watched it and I, I almost threw my drink, but then I realized it was my drink and I didn't want to lose it. But of course, um, the one cornerback or whatever the heck he is. He's back there, and he he trips over his own damn feet. There's two guys defending right there, and A.J. Brown comes up with the ball. Now, I understand that that's a situation where Jalen Hurts is playing the odds. Like, hey, that's A.J. Brown. I know he can catch this, Mm -hmm. but there's still two guys there. They fumble, you know what, that play.
2: Yeah, and AJ Brown awful coverage. And AJ Brown made a remarkable adjustment to, to the to the, the Eagles bowl.
5: executed perfectly.
2: The, on that play, absolutely. The offense was great last yeah. night. So, uh for me though, there's don't there's no question. I mean, he's he's a franchise guy. Now, it's a different conversation when you start to pay him. But that's more for Howie Roseman in the, in the front office than it is for Jalen Hurts. Cuz it gets a little more complicated when Patrick Mahomes making all this money and you can't pay Tyreek Hill. And you got to Tyreek who? You can, J. Juju Smith Schuster's got a got a got a ring now because of because of Patrick Mahomes. He
4: actually he came up with some big catches.
2: He did for first downs. I thought he
4: had a pretty good game.
2: My point is he's not Tyreek Hill. He's not a number one. He's not, not. You have to start to subtract or cut certain aspects of the roster when you're paying the quarterback. And the Eagles will learn that soon enough. But Jalen Hurts, at least they can fall back on him. And his performance last night was outstanding. All right, we got the cakewalk uh, gauntlet next on one hundred and one ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Can you survive the gauntlet?
2: 401. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Time for the gauntlet with Jamie Woo. Rivers and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. Marsh. Who do we have
4: today? We have Tyler, who's been waiting a while to get on the gauntlet. He is our new contestant for the cakewalk. I mean, the gauntlet 2.0. Perfect time to
2: face us there, Tyler. What's up, Tyler? What's going on, guys? Been a long time. Have you ever played the gauntlet before? Oh, we got a returning
5: contestant. No, no, I haven't. I, I I keep texting in. Don't even get a response. So I didn't know if you guys had something against me or what. Oh yeah, Marshy tells us all the time. He's like, "There's this guy. I think his name's Tyler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Screw him." Yeah. He says. He goes. He, <laughs> we had to adjust his
2: attitude today. He says, uh, "I hate his face," and we're like, "You've seen good, his face." Good.
5: I'll take him then.
1: Oh,
5: oh wow. wow! All right. Yes. Well, Fi- so final answer, Tyler.
3: <laughs> final final answer. Not even an option.
4: I love it. So Tyler texts in. He goes. He goes, Marsh, or uh, I'm sorry, he, he texted in and was saying that he wanted to run the, that he was going to run the table. Probably. Right? Yeah. And I, that's, that's yeah. literally what I said. I said, probably. We'll text you. Or we'll call you here in about five minutes. should <laughs> We
2: send the trophy. Yeah, exactly. All right. So Tyler's singing on Andrew Marsh. So Marsh, when you're ready, we'll let Tyler uh, spin the wheel here. You ready to go, Marsh? All right. Go ahead, Tyler. All right. Spin that wheel. So, as the wheel is spinning now, Marsh is going to make his way out. Tyler, if there is a category today that you would want, what would it be?
3: Um, I'm I'm hockey, but every time I do this, I, I seem to do good in football.
2: Okay, well, well the, the wheel has been loaded to one sport. Do you know what sport that is? Hockey. You got hockey today. You got your first love.
5: Hockey, baby.
2: It's right. go time. Boy, this wheel is just- it's- it's digging hockey.
5: It, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's weighted that way. Maybe we should change the position of hockey on the wheel?
2: Well, as- As texters have pointed out, we went a while with not having much hockey because nobody wanted to take you on, Jamie. So the wheel is making up for lost time here with all this hockey trivia. Yeah,
5: they are. Oh, I'm going to need the questions, Anthony. Oh, let me give you the launch code.
2: I call these the launch codes. The launch codes. We don't- we don't get these until- until it's time to launch mike Ryder literally brings him in as the wheel is spinning i love it all right tyler as you know every question today is worth two points unless you or marsh need the options and then the question is worth one point sound good sounds good all right here we go question one who scored the most recent overtime goal in the stanley cup final who scored the the, the most recent overtime goal in the stanley cup final
3: Most recent goal? Okay, hold on. Give me just a second here. Uh, Give me the options.
2: Was it Gabriel Landeskog? Landeskog, excuse me. Nazem Kadri or Braden Point?
3: Braden Point. Final answer.
5: All right. All right, Tyler. Question two. When was the last time USA Men's Hockey medaled at the Olympics?
3: Oh, uh, that would be, I guess that's T.J. Oshie's year when he did the shootout. Uh, I'm bad with years. I would totally get it off. I'd probably get it That wouldn't even be in
5: the Olympics. Give me the options. All right. Was it 2010, 2014, or 2018? I'm going with
3: 2010. Final answer?
2: Final answer. All right. Question three. The last time St. Louis finished the season, number one in scoring was the 97-98 season. Who led the team with 31 goals that season?
5: 97-98, 31 goals. I was on that team, Anthony.
3: Was it Jamie Rivers? Never, Never know. Definitely wasn't Jamie Rivers. all, oh, oh. son oh. of a... <laughs> oh, okay. uh, man, I don't... 90... What What year was it again? 97-98. Oh, Jesus. Give me the options. This is horrible.
2: Wasn't Jesus, I can tell you that. Uh, no, Brett, although I bet he would have probably, more than 31. He'd, he'd probably double it. Yeah. Uh, Brett Hull, Jeff Courtenau, or Al McInnes?
3: I mean, is it obvious it's Brett Hall? Maybe it's not. Let's go. Let's go, Brett Hall. Final answer? No, let's go Jeff Cornell. final answer.
2: <laughs> All right.
5: All right, last question. The night the Blues raised their Stanley Cup banner, who did they host in the first game following their Stanley Cup championship? So who was the team they played the night they raised the banner?
3: Wasn't Boston Bruins? Was it uh, the first team they hosted? I feel like it was a team that we played in the playoffs. Dallas? Wasn't. I'm going to go Dallas. Final answer.
2: All right, let's bring in. Andrew Marsh, which marshy is a
5: hockey guy too. So this could be interesting. Although some of these are um, even these are if tough. you're a hockey guy I feel like yeah, it's, it's, challenging. Not,
2: it's not like right there. Right. It's not like right in your face. Andrew. No, you're right, Jamie. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. All right Here comes Marshy taking the sip of his uh, Customary drink. It's bourbon. Oh, no, that's water.
5: My bad.
2: Yeah, we think it's water.
5: That's Anthony's glass.
2: Uh-huh I'm looking over here.
5: Your, his is C3, yours isn't. That's a, sketchy. And well. That is sketchy. Neith,
2: hey, Jamie. Yeah. Neither is yours. I know,
5: is that really sketchy, though? Uh, nope. Nope. Alright, Marsh. You ready?
2: I'm ready. Tell him, Jamie. Oh, pack a lunch. Double it up. Oh, yeah. Marsh, Wow. your category today is hockey. Ooh. Question number one. Who scored the most recent overtime goal in the Stanley Cup Final? The most recent Stanley Cup Final.
4: Alright, so we had... We had Colorado and Tampa Bay. What? Did they have an overtime game? Did they have an overtime game? I don't know.
5: (laughs) I don't even know why I said
4: that. No, neither. Um... Oh my goodness Either way Tampa Bay is involved Um I have
2: I'm gonna need the options Gabriel Landeskog Nazem Kadri Or Braden Point
1: (sighs) Oh
5: Marshy's brain is like mashed potatoes. I, well, I'm right thinking because
4: Brain Point didn't really even play in the Stanley Cup final. But now I'm wondering if, if it goes back to the year before when against the uh the Canadians, but I don't even think those games went to overtime. I don't remember
5: Colorado's. I didn't really watch much of that. Marshy, you're really struggling. I don't know. You know what?
4: Let's you go. You have three
5: options here, You have three seconds.
4: Wait, no. Nazim Kadri. Nazem Kadri scored he did he scored and it went right under Vasilevsky and I was like did that go in and it did Nazem Kadri final answer
5: all that time for that it
4: did. you know what it was a long process <laughs> yeah, but I well, know he I s- scored
5: we're, we're gonna be off clock now thanks it's Andrew. okay
4: we usually are <laughs> hey. uh, yeah
5: that's a good point <laughs> all right question two Marshy when was the last time USA men's hockey team meddled in the Olympics uh, I
4: believe it was. Let's see. Well, they came in second against Canada in 2010 in Vancouver.
2: Oh,
4: uh-huh. I don't believe they medaled the year that Oshi did the shootout. They definitely didn't medal when Canada. I'm gonna say 2010. Final answer.
5: Oh, aggressive.
2: Aggressive indeed all right question three the last time St Louis finished the no- the season number one in scoring was 97.98 <laughs> who led the team with 31 goals that season
1: 97
2: I was on that team Marshy. good thing Jamie didn't get
5: these questions because Jamie played on the team yep uh
4: I 98 <laughs> like Brett Hall is a easy. How many goals? Thirty-one.
5: Thirty-one.
2: Thirty-one. Let's let's use the options. Brett Hall, Jeff Courtinall, Al McInnes. Hmm.
1: Come on, I like, Dakota I Hudson. Like
4: Brett Hall would <laughs> score more goals than thirty-one. Let's go with Jeff Cortnall. I Feel like it's the odd man out, you know? Geo.
1: It's. It's go Sierra. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Sorry I'm really What'd you to... say Marshy uh, Jeff Alright Final answer
5: <laughs> Final answer Okay last question Marshy Let's get a little pace going here <laughs> The night the Blues raised their Stanley Cup banner Who did they play in that game? So the night they raised their banner following the Stanley yeah. Cup What was the first team they played?
4: Against? It was the Washington Capitals I believe they lost that game as well Final answer Final answer Okay. Just quick on that. One. They actually actually I think they blew the game in the third period.
5: That sounds about right.
2: All right, Tyler versus March. let's go over these. Who scored the most recent overtime goal in the Stanley Cup final? Tyler, you took the options. You went with Braden Point. Marsh, after 45 minutes, you decided on Nazem Kadri. Correct answer is? Uh, I was that scumbag, Nazem Kadri. Marsh up 1-0 on Tyler. When was the last time U.S. USA men's hockey medaled in the Olympics? Tyler, you went with the options. You said 2010. Marsh, you also said 2010. Correct answer is? It
5: was, in fact...
2: 2010 but marsh you didn't need the options on that one so you get a 3-1 lead over tyler the last time st louis finished the season number one in scoring was the 97 98 season who led the team with 31 goals that season tyler you took the options then went ah brett hall is that uh, is that too obvious yeah let's go with brett hall and we we're like final answer you Go. nope courtnell marsh you also took the options you also landed on jeff courtnell correct answer is oh was that greasy guy jeff courtnell Marsh up 4-2 over Tyler. Uh, the night the Blues raised the Stanley Cup banner, who did they host in the first game following their Stanley Cup championship? Tyler, you did not take the options. So this comes into play with Marsh up 4-2. You said the Dallas Stars. Marsh, you did not take the options. You went with the Washington Capitals. If Tyler's correct and it's the Dallas Stars, we've got ourselves a walk-off. If Marsh is correct, it's the Washington Capitals, or literally anybody else in the league, Marsh wins today. Jamie, correct answer is... The Washington Capitals. Tyler. You have chosen... Uh, uh, poorly.
1: You lose! Uh,
2: You said, bring bring me that Marshy, and Marshy said, okay, 6-2 win today for Marsh. Sorry, sorry, Uh, Tyler.
3: It's all right. I should have took about 45 minutes on that last question, but it's all right.
2: You should have. Yeah, either way. What are you trying to say? Either way, Marsh (laughs) wins today. Tyler
5: didn't exactly (laughs) speed up the game either.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tyler had a little bit of a pitch clock problem at times. Yeah. Tyler, thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Nice job there, Marsh. You came to play. I mean, you, you knew these. You took it personal.
5: Tyler went after you on the text line. You took it yeah, personal. I did. could tell. I didn't he was think doing push ups.
4: Yeah, he was doing the old peaked Alonzo. Uh, we were listening he, to the 3 6 Mafia in there. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. A little ludicrous. Luda. Luda. Yeah.
5: P.O.B. Be beer. I love Luda.
2: Was he in a commercial last night? Did I see him?
5: Oh, Hope. I can't. Remember. He, was he in the Fast
6: is, X
2: movie? Yeah,
5: he's in Fast and Furious 37.
6: <laughs> How about that? <laughs> the movie
2: looks
5: absurd.
3: How about <laughs>
2: that? Absurd. Vin Diesel going down the. The uh, what? the I don't know what was it like a dam or something. Yes. Hey, yes. What's your language? Yeah.
5: <laughs> what's your language?
2: Daniel. You. One of my fa- one of my favorite, one of my favorite lines in one of the vacation movies is <laughs> <laughs> when he visits the, the,
5: the he, <laughs> Dam. He the dam. goes,
2: I'm a, "I'll be your damn tour guide. <laughs> take, a, take as much damn pictures as you want." <laughs> Make sure you buy some damn souvenirs <laughs> at the end.
5: <laughs> Speaking of movies, did you guys uh, happen to catch the trailer last night for that Nike? Yes, that looked good. Yeah, yeah, I loved yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Rated R too. Uh, what does that mean, uh, Andrew? Why, why well, does that it's matter? Some you sound like my children. Well, no, I just you hey, know hey, it's rated R. It's gonna be awesome. Why? Well, I, 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 did I say it's it was not, gonna be awesome? I just said it's rated R. I just don't know why Disney you dropped that in there. Like, what? Why? Why is that well, important? Because
4: a lot of the the biopics, some some of them are not rated R. Mm-hmm. Oh,
5: so if I want to have a successful biopic, in your opinion, I should have rated R. Just Pro- why I are you putting
4: words in my mouth, Jamie? I didn't. You said it. You come back from Mexico. You're like, I'm just, I'm gonna make Andrew Marsh say all these words that he you never said. said
5: it. It's rated R. I'm like, why is that what important? Is? I, I'm just. It's rated R. Are you just hoping for nudity or something? I don't get. Am it. I hoping for nudity? Yeah,
2: of course. Sure. Okay. Matt Damon's in the- a <laughs> trick. He's working out. It's Fast on 101 ESPN. Ryan O'Reilly, is he all but gone at the deadline? We'll get to that next on 101
1: ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Ryan O'Reilly comes back from injury and scores the OT winner. What a nice Blues. goal that was, eh? Yeah, it was. Big they booch nice.
5: over to O'Reilly. Little forehand, backhand. Not, not, not. Going to go back forehand. Patience. Tuck it home. Overtime winner. Be patient. Anthony. That's He's right. wearing the be patient t-shirt. Be patient t-shirt. Patient t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of patience, just like the ER. Huh? That's we used to say about players. That guy's got... Sick patients, just like the ER.
2: Ah, oh, I get it's it. It's a play on words. It's a play it? on word. Yeah, yeah different patients. Is. I get it. I, I should
5: have it. warned you. My bad. Or I should have wrote it down and explained it before I did that.
2: Thank to you. you. I'm sorry about you that. You know one of the rules here. You yeah. gotta explain stuff to me like I'm a kid. All right, Jamie. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, what about him? All but gone.
5: Why do you do that?
2: Is he all but gone?
5: Um well, hmm. I think he is. I don't want him to be. And I'm reading into quotes, which is always dangerous because you can't, you don't know what's going on. And when you start just assuming things that happen, but Doug Armstrong, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just paraphrase this. And you guys played this audio for me last week uh, on Friday, where he says, you know, Ryan and I have talked, Ryan knows what I think of him. Mm-hmm. I believe he said something like, I'm a big Ryan O'Reilly fan. One of those things. That all sounds like verbiage of, it's not you, it's me. In the breakup. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mean like a breakup in a bad way, but I feel like Doug Armstrong is seriously considering to moving Ryan O'Reilly. And I think he has to. The, the, the play of the team overall has led Doug Armstrong to this Spot. It's not like Army came into the season saying, "Ah, I want to get rid of O'Reilly. No, he no, nobody would do that. But I feel like them being out of the playoff picture, at least as of right now, never know. Miracles can happen. But I feel like that gives them almost no choice. Do I think Army wants to trade Ryan O'Reilly? Probably not. No, I can't imagine he wants to do that. But he also doesn't want to be sit there, sitting there at the end of the season, not in the playoffs and with nothing for Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Ryan O'Reilly gets a great contract offer or explores free agency and signs somewhere else. That's the danger of it, if you're the Blues. If you're, if you're Doug Armstrong, that's the danger of you know not dealing Ryan O'Reilly. So do I think he's all but gone? I shouldn't say yes to that, because I think Ryan O'Reilly would like to be here in St. Louis. I think Doug Armstrong would like to keep him here in St. Louis. I just don't know if that's going to make sense, for the Blues as an organization.
2: how how realistic is it that they deal him at the deadline and both sides have interest in bringing him back in free agency, which would kind of, there's still a risk there. Yeah. But that would kind of be the the best case scenario if you want to if you if you if you are intent on keeping him.
5: Yeah, if you're into the storybook type thing, yeah, that's exactly what happens because you go back and you go well Keith Kachuk did it, Doug Waite did it. Why wouldn't Ryan O'Reilly? Well, the only reason Ryan O'Reilly wouldn't do it is somebody else is going to give him more money or a longer contract. So it's unknown. So that's the risk factor. So how likely? 20% that that would happen in my books. Because once you're released into the wild as a free agent, and if you're Ryan O'Reilly, the phone's ringing nonstop. It may not be ringing with the number that you want or the term that you want, but it's ringing nonstop. Your agent is fielding call after call after call because everybody wants a Ryan O'Reilly on their hockey club. So then the difficulty then for the Blues is, are we going to be right there with the market value for Ryan O'Reilly? Which whatever the, whoever the, many teams get involved with that, that sets the market for Ryan O'Reilly. And can the Blues match that or do better on the contract offer? I don't know, and do they want to? Let's say it's three years or four years that he gets somewhere else. Does Doug Armstrong want to duplicate that? So for me, that's where things get difficult with the um, trade him and re-sign him in the off season because Ryan O'Reilly's gonna have a lot of suitors.
2: Sure. Here's Doug Armstrong, you you mentioned the audio. Doug Armstrong talked to the media after trading Vladimir Tarasenko. Here is Army talking about what the plan was in the off with some of these players.
5: Again, trying to wring out another another year out of this group. I think when you go back to our our successful season in nineteen, we were a veteran team that we, we won as a veteran team, and we've been able to to hang on to that uh, that group uh, for for three more years. This year, obviously, was the end of that era, and uh, not now. Now it's a officially an end of an era and we have good players that are going to that played on that team that are going to be here for a number of years And we have younger players that weren't part of that team or, or like Robert Thomas, just a, you know, a smaller piece of that team that now have to be center pieces for us moving forward. Yeah. I mean, what, what does that mean? Right? Like, what does that mean that he has to be a centerpiece? I think he was already. I think Robert Thomas was already a centerpiece of this team coming into the season because of the contract extension that he received and the fact that he played he had been playing in all different situations, and so I think that you know by default he was your number one center. Not by default, but by by the way it's set up, he was your number one centerman coming into the season. So I I don't see that being an issue to where it's going to be like oh he's you know the Blues are taking Thomas over O'Reilly. They're not the same player, mm-hmm. they're not, and they're not going to be in the same price range either. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly won't, in my opinion, won't get the seven point five million average value that he's had this year i i think ryan o'reilly is somewhere in the four to five million i could be wrong somebody that's where that's where the difficulty is somebody swoops in and says we'll give you six for three years so 18 million over three years and maybe the blues say we'll give you five that's 15 million Oh, well, it's only three it's only a million dollars a year okay if i offered you a difference of three million dollars anthony i'd take it jamie it's tough to turn away from So that's where I think that that game gets risky of the trade and try to resign. Uh, Unless they have had really good dialogue, unless Ryan O'Reilly says, listen, I don't care about money. I've made a lot of money. And if we're close, I want to come back here. Maybe he has. Maybe he hasn't. You know, so I I look at it as the best move for Doug Armstrong if the team does not close the gap on playoffs. If the team is not truly looking like, hey, we could get in, and if we get in, we could be dangerous. You have to you have to move your assets. You cannot let them walk out the door.
2: That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stolzer. March third. Is the NHL trade deadline this year? It's Fast on 101 ESPN. In 15 minutes, we've got the Sports 6 pack. So if you want to send us a question, 314-399-9646. Coming up next, though, Super Bowl four downs here on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: The Chiefs Super Bowl victory last night over the Eagles. Let's do a little Super Bowl four downs. First down. All right, guys. Who was the, who had the most impressive
4: performance last night? We talked earlier about Jalen Hurts, who had a great game. Patrick Mahomes with one leg. But who had the most impressive huh. performance in last night's Super
5: Bowl? Well, Jalen Hurts from uh, sheer individual success look at things. I think he had the most impressive uh, game, but I have to go Patrick Mahomes. I think the performance he has on a bum leg and coming up in the big moments, especially, you know, running for that first down plus on a bad wheel, I think that's impressive. And I'm
2: sitting here today just raving about how good Jalen Hurts played. I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes had the grittiest performance last night. I think Jalen Hurts had the best. Jalen Hurts was outstanding from the get-go. He he made one physical mistake that we've talked about, wound up being, you know, putting the end zone. I mean, it was huge. It was a huge mistake. Other than that, he was was damn near perfect last night. The throws, the difficulty of throws that he made, that was his best game as a pro last night. Mahomes, gritty factor. I thought, again, he he had the grittiest performance last night. Uh, But Jalen Hurts the best. Whatever. Don't you whatever me
4: <laughs> I agree Jalen Hurts He had a, he had a great game uh, If we're doing honorable mentions I'll be that person I thought Dallas Goddard Was a stud last night He was With some big Why, catches Anybody comes
5: up with no catches Are they illegal oh, catches. Oh,
4: oh my goodness. goodness He had on another one Where he legit reached over here. the guy Caught it for a first down he he, I great. thought he had a great game uh, But yeah He's my honorable mention uh, I thought uh, Devontae Smith
2: Had a great game as well um, the three, the three big skill position players for this sure. all came up big: AJ Brown, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, and uh, Dallas Goddard. Second down.
4: All right, guys. In your opinion, what was the turning point? It could have been a play or a drive. The turning point of the game.
5: Wow. Um, I don't know if it was a turning point, but for me, it was a really big moment. What was that punt return? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was a pretty good punt getting out of the dangerous area for the eagles and then you had them you had them then you didn't have them you let them change uh sides of the field you let them get across the field and then they had a wall of chiefs blockers and he takes it down dang near scores on that play sets them up for success there so for me that was the turning point
2: yeah i'm with you jamie i think no, I think I think it was. And now the Eagles did to to, to the Eagles' credit and Jalen Jalen uh Hurts' credit, they did tie the game. But that I was agree. that was when so the Chiefs took the first their first, their first lead of the game before the punt return. But I thought they seized the game with that punt return. Like everything the Eagles had, they even though they're up by ten, there was there's never a moment where you felt like the Eagles were in control. And especially when the Chiefs came out in the second half and they scored to make it 24-21. Yeah. But until that point, the Eagles were never chasing. And then when Kondarius Tony put them at the doorstep there and they went up by eight, even though the Eagles eventually tied it. I think you're right, Jamie. I think the punt return. I just
5: felt like it was a difference maker. Yeah.
2: And the and the Eagles defensively couldn't come up with that stop at all. And they, they wind up allowing, you know, the Chiefs to score again. I thought the drive right after... Uh, well, actually, it
4: was, it was the first drive that you said when the Chiefs went down and scored. That was the moment where I was like, this game is not over. Because no, you, no. you head into halftime and you're feeling real good if you're an Eagles fan. You're like, ah, oh, they just need to keep this up. Whatever. Keep the foot on the gas, keep baby. Keep the foot on the gas, which they, they have did. not done that in the whole season right. the second half they've, they've been a first half team they never really needed to in the second half because they were blowing teams out for mm-hmm. most of the year so i don't fault them for that by
2: the way no yeah you have to how do you win the game that week you know how do you win yeah. the game and a lot of times you get a lead at halftime and then you you make it difficult for the opposition to come mm-hmm. back i don't fault you the run Eagles. the football anthony you can when you run the
5: ball you control the
2: clock you can with the lead absolutely and the Eagles couldn't Coach run the ball. said that. <laughs> we, <laughs> Where's my dummy-os? <laughs> Bud Kilmer. Whoop to you. Run the
4: ball. But the uh, the first drive I thought was was crucial for the Chiefs to score on that, to get that momentum back. And then I thought the first three and out that the Chiefs defense uh, had against the Eagles was was massive. Yeah. It came at the best time of the game. And, and you know, the, the Chiefs defense, they're not world, you know, they're not going to shock yeah, you. Or, nobody or was whatever. sitting there going, whoa, better watch yeah, out for better the better watch out for them. But they made nobody the plays was when they needed raving about to.
5: their D. So. No, not one person no, was that, talking about that it's D. It's actually unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Third down. Performed in
0: mm-hmm. certain but, spots. But they got night. it done.
5: It did. It did actually got the job done. It did. Mm-hmm. That's
4: all that matters. Uh, third down. Did you think the field would play a factor in the end result?
5: So did I think like before the game? Or like during
4: the game? I'm thinking like during the game, you, you think, hmm, maybe Harrison Butker misses this kick because he slips because oh. Jake Elliott did something similar on a kickoff, kickoff
5: earlier in the game. That's exactly what I thought. At the end of the game, when Patrick Mahomes dropped back and kneeled in the middle of the field, I thought to myself, that might be a mistake because that's where the field is like double painted mm-hmm. because they painted the whole thing green and then they painted those logos and it was right in the middle of one of those logos. I was like, did Patrick Mahomes just really screw up and not really know, like like yeah. realize it? And I was worried that his plant foot might slip and then he shanks that thing. Could you imagine? Oh, I can imagine for sure. But that, so yeah, Marshy, the answer is yes to that. I was kind of hoping he would miss it. Wow! I, I wanted, wanted, more, I wanted, you wanted more football. I wanted overtime. Yeah, you wanted more football. You wanted more alcohol. That's what you wanted. Well, he could
2: have got that anyways. Well, I yeah. wanted football and alcohol. That's not the same. I wanted free football. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. I didn't think about it. I, I mean, I thought about the, the field condition certainly, but I didn't think about uh, the the you know like the oh, plant stop. leg. No, you're right, Jamie. I'm giving you credit. I'm, giving you, I'm both giving both of you guys credit. You you were you were thinking ahead on that. Ah. Uh, I was not. I didn't think about that. I thought it was a great play by Jerick McKinnon. I mean, that's just. That's heads up. You got to slide. How about that?
5: By the way, I was sitting there trying to process that because I'm like, <laughs> I understand that play from a uh, from a standpoint of, then you just drain the clock down. What I was really surprised about, though, was that they didn't didn't say score and then let the defense go to work. Obviously, that I get it because Jalen Hurts was having an absolute juggernaut game. Mm-hmm. But what I was surprised about to the to the point of the field being in, the impact that that they went. To fourth down for that Like I know you're trying to drain the Clock whatever but I May have opted to Kick that thing on third down
2: Just in case there's was a bad snap Anticipating
5: there's a bad snap something happens And you just lay on the ball and you get right. Like I don't know I was a little surprised There that they didn't have more Confidence in their defense to Get to give up like 15 seconds instead Of mm-hmm. 11 you yeah. know what I'm saying
2: it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. I think. I think what it comes down to is, the average play is about six seconds, and you don't. You don't want to hand two two extra plays to the Eagles. But Wait, it is Jaylen an interesting. Through that
5: football, I
2: mean, he's got
5: a bad shoulder, Jamie. on. He reason on the field. Just try to overthrow you ever? You, yeah. Yes. I've done that with a football yeah, before, where it. you're trying to launch it, but you kind of your hand comes over top of the mm-hmm. ball a little bit, and it like doesn't go as far yeah. as you wanted. Right. I think that- that's what that looked like to me. Cause I think he can throw up farther than 25 yards. <laughs>
2: I think so too.
4: 4th down! <laughs> Alright guys, that was the last great Super Bowl game since... What game?
5: <laughs> Patriots-Falcons, baby! The comeback!
2: Oh, no, stop it. That the, was a
5: great game, you know it.
2: The Eagles and Patriots was a ga- uh, great game no, the, the year after. No, it wasn't good. No, The wrong team won. That was a last great game. Year, last year was a very good game. Mm-hmm. Not great. But the Patriots and Eagles, I mean, that, that one was fantastic. That was a year after that. It was okay. I thought the 49ers and, and Chiefs game was pretty good, too. I did not. Okay. What about start to finish? Usually when you think of
4: great games, you think of what? The last five minutes of the game, right? Yeah. Eagles-Patriots. Yeah, that was a that great was game. For start to finish.
5: Patriots didn't punt. It was a horrible game. Still lost. It was a horrible game.
4: I thought <laughs> last <laughs> night's game. I thought last night's <laughs> game Top was great camp. until the very end. I was like, wow, what a what a terrible way to end a great game.
5: Why? Was that pass? No, the <laughs> the,
4: whole, the holding call. Like, There's a penalty, Marshall. Oh, I understand then. I agree right. it was a penalty, but as a fan, you don't want a great game like that to sure. be decided and be talked about. We we don't want to talk about this penalty. No,
5: I agree. I didn't want the narrative to be. We don't want the narrative because yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I told
4: you guys before the show started. I looked at my friend. I go, well, there's a segment tomorrow mm-hmm. when that happened because we, we just know look that's just producing. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. How look about at you that? Go. Like there's to me, nut. it was yeah. a great game until the very end. It was like uh, the game reminded me of like Game of Thrones, right? Great, great show. And then the very last season was terrible. i wait to ruin it for me.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to watch that anyways. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. we got our Sports 6 pack next.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Answer the question. Answer the question.
6: Asking me all these weird questions. Answer me! The Sports 6-Pack is refreshed by Schlafly Beer. The original St. Louis craft brewery.
2: Time for the Sports 6 back in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN, 314-399-9646. If you got a question, send it there. That's your Comfort Service text line, and uh, you could have it read off by Marsh like this. Question number one.
4: All right, guys, from the 480, what
2: was the most leftover
4: food or snack from yesterday's Super Bowl menu?
5: Okay, so uh, yesterday I uh, ordered some food and went and picked it up at about 4. 4- 30, 4, 45. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had chicken tenders, mozzarella sticks, toasted rabs, like 50, 50, 50, like tons of food. I ordered this massive tray of fries because they're like crinkle cut fries. They're great. Huh? There was a, a whole tray of fries left. At the really? Yeah. I think only a few of my kids and their friends touched the fries. I was kind of shocked because I'm sitting here going, fries don't warm up all that well. Certainly not in the microwave.
2: No, you got to go air fryer.
5: You go air fryer or you can go uh, broil in the oven. A little broil. They get a little crispy on the outside. They keep that and heat them up. Sometimes mm. I'll microwave them mm. and then I'll broil them. Mm. And so you get the inside and the outside. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. More work than I'm willing to put in for fries. But fries were left uh, as the um, the largest portion of food left.
2: Man. We we only made a couple of dips, that was it. And uh, while we put a herding on it, it was a lot of cheese and uh, cream cheese and like chili to be consuming in one sitting. So we, we wound up throwing ourselves. That's her some dip.
5: why. That explains things,
2: Anthony. Yeah, it'd been a little difficult today.
5: Yeah, no, not difficult. It's been rather easy, just flowing out of your gas hole back there.
2: I've told you guys every single time. Have you been, have you been gassing time. it up over there? Oh, I've oh,
5: told you. Ever. I've told you guys. What? See, the,
4: yeah. I've been having to gas it up the entire day. I've been holding it in. Well, you guys,
5: don't unleash the fury on me here. I didn't eat chili yesterday. I Have I not said, hey, guys. You did. Heads up. It was only after I noticed that the curtains in here moved after.
2: Well, you... I mean, these are old <laughs> curtains. You dropped a what? lot of the dust on There's them. There's a
4: draft in the room.
2: Yeah.
5: No dust anymore. Nope. You guys made dips though, Anthony?
2: Yeah, that was it What's, What's your time? favorite dip? Buffalo chicken Oh, that's great That's, that's a good dip. Yeah, that's a great Spin dip That's a great tip Spit and, oh, I don't know No, spin dip What's a spin dip? Spinach, an artichoke dip No, oh. I mean it's fine But not it's, nah, it's, it's so what really fine What do you mean no, it's no. fine It's mid What? It's mid I mean, way too much vegetable in that dip
5: There's one that we make It's a pizza dip And it's got oh. like all the elements from pizza And then you dip like a piece of bread in it And it tastes like pizza Hmm,
4: It's good
5: can you send me that recipe? Yeah. Actually sounds really good. Yeah, it it's, it's one of those things where you start eating it and then you're so full because you just consume like half a loaf of bread.
2: <laughs> Why am I so full of eating this dip? Yeah. Yeah. We should have made some nachos. We all, we yeah, had- a Nacho bar. Yeah.
4: All types of stuff like cookies, the cheese and crackers, you know, the dips, you know, we shrimp. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling too well right now because I tried all of it. <laughs>
2: I just gonna need a need a second here.
4: <laughs> I can't I'll be I'm gone for today. the rest for the rest of the show. Mm. Like that one time.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was is still in the bathroom. Weird. Yeah, that was weird. Question number two.
4: From the six, the six one eight, Jamie. In your opinion, why do you think an extension wasn't given to Ryan O'Reilly before the start uh, of the season? Are you glad an extension wasn't offered given his injury and potential trade value with the way the team has performed this year?
5: Well, I'm not glad about that. I don't know what the trade ext- or what the contract extension would look like. I mean, if 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 it if it's a situation where Ryan O'Reilly takes three or four million dollars a year. I that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Who would the heck would be upset with that? Um As far as the off season, why it didn't happen? I don't know. Like that's just not Army's game. If you look back at uh, big name free agents in the past decade, it's not Army's game to do that. You know, like it, now it's also track record of not retaining players either and letting them go. But at the same time, I think Army. I think Army likes to make real certain about what he's going to reinvest in if he's going to do so, and he always seems to let it play out. So I wasn't surprised about that. Um, And you know what? If they can get Ryan O'Reilly on a contract extension, that's going to mean that Doug Armstrong got him at a price that the club likes. And how can you be upset about that?
1: Question number three.
4: From the 314, who is the first Cardinal off the opening day roster
5: to be traded? To be traded? Traded. traded. Uh, all right. Let's Paul DeYoung. Hmm. He's going to come in spring training. He's going to have a little bit of success. Um, and they're going to realize, though, that they don't really need Paul DeYoung. Somebody's going to have a shortstop need where they go. Defense is what we need here because with the no shift, we need a guy who can play some shortstop. I think Paul Diem. It's
4: got to be Jack Flaherty. They got to trade him, Anthony.
5: <laughs> well, if Jack Flaherty plays well, they're certainly not trading him. And if he plays poorly, you're not getting anything for him. That's the yep. kicker with Jack Flaherty because you need you need Jack
2: Flaherty to play well on that wall.
5: You need on him on that line.
2: Uh, I'll go with Alec Burleson. He's uh, oh, that's a
5: good one. Part Burleson.
2: of a, Part of a uh, trade involving Shohei Otani. That's what? right, Sho Yeah. Uh, three team trade: the Dodgers get Shohei Otani. Cardinals get uh, nothing basically. Reliever, nice yeah. reliever.
5: Uh, can I address a text real quick? Sure, Marci? It's doing with the uh, pertaining to the O'Reilly contract extension yeah. from the 208. Says uh, didn't Army extend Thomas, Kairu, Scandela, Bortuzzo, and Pareco? They're not in the same category. Thomas and Kairu and Pareco <laughs> are younger guys that uh, Army wanted to get long-term deals on. And Scandella, as well, was not in the same situation as uh, Ryan O'Reilly. The dollar amount in the term and all that is not the same. And Robert Bortuzzo took a lot less money in his contract extension. And again, not the same type of player as Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly is in the category of the backus, Petrangelo, all those types of players.
1: Question number four.
4: From the 480, I heard over and over last week that the most important record in the NBA is career points scored. What is the most important record in the NFL?
2: I mean, as far as anybody is concerned when it comes to judgment of quarterbacks, Super Bowl wins. I mean, really. There really isn't we, a record where you're like, oh, most passing touchdowns,
4: Yeah, eh, whatever.
2: Yeah, the NFL doesn't... I should say the like like football fans don't romanticize statistics like baseball fans romanticize statistics for baseball like they, mm-hmm. it just you're right there's not a, a like Drew Brees every time he played on a Monday night he was setting a new record everybody's like good cool. nice that's awesome are the Saints going to win this game or not
5: it's a team game that's why it is a team game but certainly. you know what with baseball I will give some forgiveness on that because it's an indivi- individual sport within a team game true. I mean all sports are kind of like that but with baseball it's really like that right. specifically when it comes to batting. Like if you're if you're a great team guy and the team wins and you suck at batting mm-hmm. then you're not as valuable. Right. So it, it, that's kind of a weird dynamic. Now in the NBA I don't know. I mean it seems like there's a lot of individualism there as well but they still have teams. Yeah. Like they have a team concept. Right. So,
4: well, what about hockey, though? Because hockey, you look at goals. We look at the the goal record that Gretzky set, and obviously Ovi is on his way to trying yeah. to break it.
5: No, you look at that, but you know hockey also, uh, if you look at certain guys in the history of the game, you go, well, oh, he's got five Stanley Cups, or he's got four Cups. It's an automatic mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Like Grant Fuhr, his numbers, his stats aren't, they're not great. They're not like, wow, but he's got five Stanley Cups. Right. And so he's in the Hall of Fame, and he, for a lot of other reasons too. He was a big game goalie. One, I mean, one of my favorite guys ever, Grant Fury. I'm just—it's a—it's a very uh, loose comparison to what I'm talking about.
4: Question number five from the six three six. Honestly, if the Blues were going to move Tarasenko, don't you think they should have done it last offseason so they had the payroll for DP 57?
5: Yeah, they probably, listen, I bet you that there was um, some thought to it. But here, here's what you got to remember. He had a full no-trade clause that he had to waive. And other teams would have to have cap space. And although Army was willing to retain 50% of his salary at this point of the season, probably wasn't ready to retain 50% of that cap hit and that salary in the offseason. So... Could you really have afforded David Perron? I don't know. Yeah, it's, and you also, Vladimir Teresenko, he was your top point guy last year. And, and coming into this season with the young guys having success, with Teresenko's big season, all that, you're probably thinking, and I know we were all thinking, the Blues are a contender. Mm-hmm. Like, they were one injured goalie away from maybe getting back to the Stanley Cup last year. So you're thinking, what could be if Vladimir Tarasenko plays like that and Bucci's like this? Like, It's hard to just move on from that.
4: Question number six. From the 573, aren't y'all glad we didn't sign Andrew Chafin? Surely hoping, and that's in quotations, that habitually injured players won't get injured will go well for us. That's next on 101
2: ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Well, driving in today, I was listening to uh, our guys, BK and Ferrari. And BK was beside himself he was upset. He was ticked off. He was fiery off.
5: today. He had yeah. a good guy that he had, had a great, day, great yesterday. day yesterday.
4: He
2: was upset that the Chiefs won on a such no, a bogus no. call. What? He was real upset that his St. Louis Cardinals didn't sign Andrew Chafin, left-hander, who wound up getting a one-year deal with a mutual option for a second from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Again, one year, $6.5 million contract from the from the Diamondbacks. Left-handed pitcher, 32 years old, uh, been around a hot minute. BK was ticked off. Then I got into the office, and eventually Andrew Marsh came strolling in, and he didn't want to talk about the call last night in the Super Bowl. He was disgusted that his St. Louis Cardinals did not sign Andrew Chaffin. The difference maker, Izzy? he said. He called him the difference maker. Izzy, I don't remember saying. No, that. not Izzy. Andrew, Andrew oh, Chafin. I wish we could sign Izzy. That'd be nice. Oh man, Izzy, 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 Izzy. No, we're talking about Andrew Chafin in this in this case. Jamie, this would have been a nice signing. One year deal. I'm not all about paying veteran re- relievers, but that's almost what about like like injury relievers, relievers, Anthony. That wouldn't be great either. Yeah. But if it's not going to be like a, a multi-year contract, a three years, four years, one year, as I've said, it's not. It's not going to hurt you.
5: What did the Diamondbacks give him?
2: Six point five million for one year. It's and a lot I of money. I think there is a mutual option for a second. It's
5: a lot of money you. for a reliever.
2: It is. You got some. You got some. Don't me, especially after you decided that you were done. Yeah. Following the Wilson Contreras signing.
5: Hmm. I just don't know if. I just don't know if Andrew Chafin moves the needle for you. I just don't know.
2: Does he make you better?
5: I don't know. Does he? This like, is this is who are other lefties right now out of the pen. I mean, you got Hennessey, Hennessey Cabrera, Cabrera which Zach if, Thompson. If if those two are on their game, those are really good left-handed relievers. Mm-hmm. Um, is Andrew Chafin better than them? Uh, yeah. Anthony, is he better?
2: Yes. He's more established. That I don't care about that. Is he better? I mean, this is the if the if the if conversation.
5: Yeah.
2: It's I mean, I don't, com- I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm if... asking. I don't know much
5: about the guy. I looked up his stats. I looked at some of the things you know, I read some of the sure. you know, the scouting reports and whatnot. But is he better than those two?
2: If Hennessy Cabrera is on his game, I would rather have a young Hennessy Cabrera smoking people in the face with this fastball. In the face. But it's the if conversation again. Can you buy yourself a little peace of mind, assuming that Andrew Chafin was interested in coming here? Yeah. Yeah. Because your lefty situation looks like this again, just from a bullpen standpoint Hennessy Cabrera, Matthew Libertor, who will likely start in Memphis, Jojo Romero, and Zach Thompson. That's your lefties.
5: Well, you got Packy Naughton, too. Okay. I, well, you if you're going to be honest,
2: yeah, you do. Are you are you okay with that? Are you happy? Are you happy with that? Oh, and you also brought in Anthony uh, Micevich. He's not going to play. Who's Um, a lefty? Yeah, I mean, I can see your point. This is this is another like low cost control move by by the Cardinals. They say we like what we have in the cupboard, so we're just we're not going to bring in a veteran.
5: Six point five million though, I feel like that's a lot. Like,
2: can you not, like, do you need a lefty that bad? This is what I'll say about, though, if, if you're upset, if you're upset right now. I think, I think he would have made you better. It's, an, it's another opportunity to add, to add to the roster and offer a little peace of mind. However, I will say this. If you're going into the trade deadline, the number one thing that is always available, it doesn't matter what the year is, the number one thing that's always available are relievers. Now you have to, sometimes you have to pay up a little bit, but bad teams always have somebody that's making decent money and the first contract that they want to shed is that reliever. So you could make a deal at the deadline and get, it's not like the market's going to completely dry up here. So that, that to me is the one, if if you're upset right now, you, there's still going to be an opportunity down the road to add a lefty.
1: They signed him? Breaking news alert. Andrew
2: Chapin?
5: Derek Gould reporting that the St. Louis Cardinals and President of Baseball Operations, John Mozalock, are in agreement on a contract extension to lead the club through the 2025 season. Wow. Well, there you go. We got a text
4: from the 636. Mo signed through 2025. Have fun when this hits the text
5: line, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll yeah. talk about it now. Uh, John lock is uh, locked in for another few years. And Anthony, um,
2: I really want to talk about this. We need to, uh, can we pop some popcorn? Does it, do we have any popcorn here? Because I, Hang on. I'd like to get some popcorn and just read the text line.
5: Never mind that. One better. Why don't you leave us a mic drop? You're listening right now, the Cardinals announcing, or the Cardinals, not Derek Gould announcing that the Cardinals have re-signed or extended rather John Mosellock through the 2025 season. I want to know how you're feeling about this. Get on the 101 ESPN mobile app. There's a little microphone. It's easy. Just tap that and you tell us whatever you want. Keep it clean though, because our guy Marsh, you can't spend 10 minutes trying to edit out your cuss words. Keep it clean.
2: And let us know what you think Mm -hmm. about this. All right. John Mozeleck, breaking news. Contract extension through 2025. We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
6: The extension makes sense, think about it. For the past couple of
4: years, we have been stockpiling picks and prospects and grooming them in our farm organization. It, it's all coming to fruition here and then in the next couple of years. So it's a make it or break it deal for Mosaic and it makes sense to give him an extension. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but I'm not upset by it. Cause quite frankly, he's
3: been setting the table for the past couple of years and I'm finally sitting down to eat. I don't want to just have somebody come in and throw everything out and then start all over again. Let's see what we got cooking and let's see, let's see how it tastes. And then let's go from there.
2: That was Matt who left us a mic drop on the breaking news. Jamie, yeah, go baby. ahead and read that off again from Derek Gould. Uh,
5: Derek Gould announcing that the St. Louis Cardinals and president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak are in agreement on a contract extension to lead the club through 2025.
2: All right. So So everybody's uh, happy on the text line, Jamie. Big Mo is
5: sticking with us through 2025. Anthony, your initial thoughts right away.
2: My initial thoughts are people are probably going to be some people. No,
5: I don't want to know about people. I want I know. your thoughts.
2: I know. I'm going to get to them. I don't
5: care about other people. I said, Anthony, your thoughts.
2: If you think... That a new GM is going to come in under the same well, ownership and do something different. He's a president. You're drunk.
5: He's a president. Sorry. He's the
2: pulbo, The president. If you think a new president of baseball operates, you're screaming right now. You're screaming at, at your, your radio. You're saying, you better hold Mo accountable. Well, that's well now you get to for a few more years, Anthony. Fair enough.
5: I can't believe he signed the extension knowing that knowing you're all that up, I've, on, yeah, exactly. up in grill
2: now. Right. Exactly. Uh, if you feel like a new president of baseball operations going to come in under the same ownership and make sweeping changes, like signing every free agent that you want, you're drunk. It's not going to change. It's the same ownership, guys. And this ownership, by the way, cares. They care. They care about putting a competitive product on the field. Might not be the, the competitive product that you're hoping for. Uh-huh. The Phillies, the Mads, the Padres. That might be the, more, the, the route that you want to see, the Cardinals take. Not going to happen, first and foremost. You're also not going to see an absolute embarrassment like the Pirates and the A's. We're kind of right in the middle there, right? It's not about the president of baseball operations. That's my take. It's about your ownership. Okay. The ownership sets the free agent budget. Mm -hmm. What I grade John Mozalock on are trades... And free agent acquisitions after he's okayed to make said deal. And John Mozeliak has been about, I don't know, 60-40 on both. 60% of the time, he's trade-wise, been pretty good. 40%, which is all the skeptical Cardinal fan wants to talk about, he's been bad. But I also understand some of the deals that he has made in the past. A la the Mar- Marcelo Zuna trade. I didn't pitch about it at the time because you needed a middle-of-the-order bat. Uh-huh. I love the fact that they've s- switched up their draft philosophy. A lot of people, I know we got one text already He says, Cardinals, is still behind the times. Really? Because he completely changed the draft philosophy about four or five years ago, knowing that they weren't producing enough position players. Will Jordan Walker hit? I don't know. Will Mason Win hit? I don't know. They're banking a lot on their young talent, and if those young those young players do not develop within the system, those are the things that I'm grading Mo on. Not bringing in Aaron Judge or Arson Judge or anybody like that. That's Either a Dewitt or. thing. So that's 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 my take here. Okay, but what what I really want to know sure. is you gave me all the
5: reasons, all that. Mm-hmm. What do you, Anthony Stalter, feel about this? I feel as though. That do you like it or do you not like it?
2: It's a it's a yes or no question. You're not going to believe you're you probably not going to believe this, but it, to me it's a, it, this doesn't really move the needle for me. But do you like it? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, you have uh, you know what I like. It took us ten minutes hey, to get to that. You know, yeah, but uh, Jamie, that's my that was my that was my take. You asked me for my take. That's no, my I take. Said, what do you think? Okay, what I meant I think? to say, I like it or it, I don't like it. It's always it. nice to have consistency within your organization, from top to bottom. I'll out the Pittsburgh Steelers.
5: Yeah. I know that I'm going to get torched for mm-hmm. this. I like it. I like it. Give me one reason, like, why you would want to change that up at this point. And, and what I mean by that is, oh, I give you all these reasons and Rosarina and all that. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. But when you, tra- when you change your president of baseball operations, like, you're going through a massive overhaul at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a brand-new manager in Ollie Marmel. He's going to be second year on the job. you got a, a completely new staff under Ollie. Do you really want more confusion within the organization? Like, who are you going to bring in that is going to be that much better? There are better guys at spending money that they're given. But to your point, John Mosaylock has a budget that he has to operate within. Does he mess up from time to time? Yeah, everybody does. If you love Doug Armstrong and you're like, ah, Army's the best GM or president in the city, he's had misses too. We're, we've been talking about some of those things all season long. We've talked about it in the past, but he's also had successes. And so has John Mosella. Like if Jordan Walker comes in here and Mason Wynn and they are exactly what you thought they were going to be, well, people are going to be praising Mo. For, for doing that. So I'm a big fan of consistency within the organization, especially when you've established a certain way of doing business. And I think that this makes sense. I think that if I'm the DeWitt family, I'm going three-year contract extension or whatever it is for John Moselock, And at the end of that, we will evaluate where we are. Because at that point, Jordan Walker, you'll know what he is. Mason Wynn, you'll know what he is. Some of the other prospects, you'll have a better idea. Um, you know, Do- Brendan Donovan. And you- you'll be at the end of the Goldschmidt era probably in three years. So it would be a perfect time in 2025 to make a change if you want to. Because your team is going to look different. As of right now, this is Mo's team. He's put this together. He's drafted these players. He's signed uh, uh Goldie to his extension. He traded for him. Trade Leave that guy in place for now. Let's see what this team can do. That's that's my take on it.
4: We got a text from the 217. There's the payroll increase he talked about.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe he didn't get a pay raise. You know, I have no idea. And we're not the only ones here that are feeling this way, like from the three one four on the text line, people don't realize how good we have it with Mo. And I know that there's going to be pushback on that, but look at some of the absolute-ish shows around Major League Baseball. Look at what some of these guys are doing. Look at what some of these guys do wrong with budget. There's guys that go spend a whole bunch of money the wrong way, and they don't make the playoffs every year. And I understand if you're frustrated that, well, we limp into the playoffs every year, we're a wild-card team, and we can't get past it. Yeah. But you're in the damn postseason.
2: They're also not wrong, though. They're, they're not, not wrong. They're not wrong. They're for not saying wrong. That. But let's be angry. But let's. But let's be frustrated with the right element, though, right? I agree. That's my point. That's that has been my point over the last year now. Let's be frustrated at the right element, because I think I think if, if if people are ticked off, one, they they want change for the sake of change, and two, they're chasing the idea. Of the next president of baseball operations. Which what is I, who? What I mean by that is, and it doesn't matter, okay? Let's just say uh, John, John Doe, the next president of baseball, you're chasing the idea that they're gonna be allowed, allowed to be Dave Dombrowski, somebody that's can, that yeah. can come in and just wheel and deal. Yeah. That you're, if you're ticked off right now, you're ticked off at quite frankly a mirage. There's not going to be another president of baseball operations that comes in right now and is allowed to be Dave Dombrowski.
5: Well, and they're not going to be given a bigger budget. The budget from it, my point exactly. ownership is going to stay the same. Correct. From the 314, even though Mr. Mosellock frustrates me sometimes with the cadence of his speech, I'm happy he's been re-signed. When I get frustrated, I remind myself that I could be living in Pittsburgh.
2: And then you'd talk about the Steelers and Penguins all the time. I mean, it's, you know. You would. but worse, but if you're a baseball fan. But I would agree. Not great.
5: I would agree with that. You know, it, it, sometimes we lose sight of how consistent the Cardinals have been. And I know it's frustrating. I get frustrated, too. So if you're listening right now and you're going to text, oh, I can't believe, you know, Jamie, say, I'm right there with you. I am the beer drinking fan in the upper deck going, son of a batch of biscuits, what are we doing here?
2: You're not in the upper deck, get out of here. Okay, maybe not, but... You're pulling right up to Bush Stadium like, hey, Jamie Rivers, and you get right in. I've seen it.
5: <laughs> maybe. Either way, I am drinking beer, and I'm cheering for the Cardinals, and I do That'll get frustrated you. with some of the things John Mozeliak does. I've been frustrated all offseason, like many people have, but I... I don't think moving on at this point is the right thing. Last week, we talked about troll or text
4: from the 6 hate. Oh, boy. Mo must win two championships between now and 2025.
2: That's a text. It's a, not That's a troll. That's a text. That's unbelievable. He means that. Those are high expectations. Well, we're in St. Louis, Marsh. We we. We're talking about championships here.
5: The Dodgers haven't won two championships. Let's be
2: realistic here. (laughs) Like
5: Some of the best teams assembled in baseball can't do that with the the highest budgets. The Dodgers have been
4: unbelievable since Manny Ramirez was on their team back in in the 2000s, the late 2000s. They got one championship and they won during a COVID year. That's correct.
5: It's a good one here from the three one four. It says why are you guys emphasizing the irrational fans when you you're clearly getting some rational we're, text? We're, we're we doing are. both,
2: yeah. Jamie's and, Jamie's read off several irrational. And
0: by the or, or
2: way, text.
5: and by the way, we're gonna hit this right away. We're gonna come right back with this double mm-hmm. header on John Mosellock news, which by the way, if you haven't heard, the Cardinals have extended John Moselloc through 2025. And you can also, if you have something positive to say or if you're what upset. Leave us a mic drop, the 101 ESPN app. You click on the little microphone, and you can tell us all about it in your words,
2: not ours. Like this. Here's John.
3: So Mo just got signed to an extension two more years. Good, because he's done a pretty good job. For those of you that don't like it, who else would you want? What other names would you throw out there? Because just like they've said before, Mo would have a job anywhere if he wanted the next day. So, Marsh, since you're always thinking of segments, why don't you turn it into a segment? I suggest you call it Stalter not holding Mo accountable for two more years. <laughs> Ranthony can just go off and start out with, who do you want, Jamie, let him go. You sit back, pretend you're in Mexico still with a Speedo and a Mo fashion. Nice. That'd be my
2: suggestion
5: for you guys. But I'm
3: fine with Moe's extension.
2: Boy, well, John painted a really good picture there. Really in-depth you know what, good honestly,
5: picture. Honestly, what he painted for me was sadness.
2: You're not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. Sorry, Jamie. And Welcome that
4: speedo—I'll
5: tell you what. Um, Can you I, wear that like around the house? Do you? Will you? Well, I prefer to go without it, but mm. um, I will if asked. Mm. Certainly. Mm. Um, one thing about the speedo that I, I realized, which was different from my normal shorts that I wore from time to time in Mexico, is I got to the swim-up bar much quicker
2: in the speedo. Of course, built mm. for speed. Yeah, you didn't have all that fabric weighing you down. Yeah, no.
5: Yeah. I, I mean, it was form-fitting, tight. I was just cutting through the water.
2: Yeah. That's what like you a wanted. Sail fish,
5: sailfish, Anthony. Cool.
2: Yeah, or any fish.
5: <laughs> I think the
4: big question here is, how did you decide which Speedo to wear? Because you are a man
5: of multiple Speedos. Yeah, I do have a couple. Um, this one, though, by far was screaming... Um, that it should be worn. Like, when you have the uh, cheetah head mm-hmm. on both your crotch and your buttock area, mm. I mean, come on. Yeah, you
2: gotta wear it. That it's, makes sense.
5: It's it, What it does, it shows um, high fashion right. and intimidation
2: yeah, at the same time. For sure. Yeah, you accomplish both, that's for Hear sure. Hear me roar. Mm-hmm. It's like Dior.
1: <sighs> Could Yeah, be. yeah. sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. More on John Look next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
6: Good for you, John. Now go out there and get us the people that we need to get us a wor- another World Series. That's what we'd like.
2: There you go. Janet just cutting to the truth of the matter. Cutting to the honesty. Quite frankly, Jamie cutting through the crap. Yeah. People want a title. And that's why the Cardinals brought back John Mozeliak for a couple of years here. Some people want two titles, actually. Yeah, and demand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John Mozeliak has a World Series, guys. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does. Uh, So, John Mosaylock, the breaking news coming about 15 minutes ago or so from Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch, who tweeted out that the Cardinals and President of Baseball Operations, John Mosaylock, have agreed to a contract extension that will take him through the 2025 season. And we're asking for your comments on this. And I feel like, Jamie, that people are kind of... Balanced for the most part. I've I've read a lot of positive
5: comments. So more more positive. Than- yeah, I mean we always take heat on here because we we identify all oh, the 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 negative ones. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of positive uh, text messages that we're getting, and I'm hoping we're getting a lot of good mic drops. Marshy's digging through the vault here as we go, but I, I I think the plan, and I don't know this. I'm assuming the plan from the Dewitt side of things is see this. This era, so to speak, to fruition. Mm-hmm. John Mozalock got Goldie, he got Arenado, and now he's got Contreras. Where you know, I know Contreras' contract exceeds twenty twenty five, but a big portion of it is going to be in the, these next three seasons right. for the Cardinals. And you know, Jordan Walker is he really the player that we think he is? Is Mason Wynn the guy? You get a couple of the, per- the pitchers, the Graceffo and maybe Tink Hens. If they like, I think this is almost the three years of uh, of an evaluation on Mo too coming up so not only is it an evaluation for mo on certain players i think the dewitt family
2: ownership this is a period of evaluation for john mozaluck i also wonder too jamie if john mozaluck at the end of this says hey, you know what I'll, I'll go on do something else within baseball i could see him do, i could see him doing that i don't mean like go and be the president of baseball operations for another team i mean maybe he goes to the uh, mlb headquarters He's been here. He's been here a while, quite a while. Yeah.
5: Well, if the Cardinals continue to have success, though, why would you
2: leave? Because maybe you want. I mean, Theo. I mean, Webster, maybe you're if, tired
5: of it. Everybody grows tired of certain things, and sure. even if you love your job, at times you're tired of it. Theo
2: Epstein left. No, I'm not just talking about the. Ba- yeah, I'm but not I sure think about the he's Cubs. headed off
5: to like bigger things.
2: Even that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe. maybe maybe Mo at the end of it also says, all right. Let me see. Let me see the. Let me see the start of the Jordan Walker era. Era, and then maybe maybe I take off at some point. All right, we've asked for your mic drops, and you can leave one via the one on one ESPN app. Sam left us a mic drop. Uh, he's gonna keep it real.
3: Don't get me wrong. I love blaming Mo for all of the Cardinals issues, <laughs> but at the end of the day, he made the trade that brought in Goldie. He made the trade that brought in Arenado. And the reason we don't sign free agents has nothing to do with Mo and it all to do with the DeWitts. So, love him or hate him, happy that he's re-signed or not, really doesn't matter because if somebody else would have taken his place, we would have had
4: the same team we have now.
2: That's kind of my my thought on this. Sam, i Sam the same thoughts I've had. If you think that another president of baseball operations is going to come in and go, you know what, I'm going to do things completely different. Don't forget... It's under the same ownership. If you want to see change, like, Jamie, for example, the Blues. Yeah. When Stillman took over as the uh, the, the main owner for the Blues. Yep. Things changed. Yeah, they did. The culture changed.
5: Yeah, it, was, it was massive transformation.
2: That transformation didn't start with Craig Berube. It started with the ownership. And Stillman saying, Doug Armstrong, I want you to consistently spend to the cap. Let's put a winner on yeah, they the ice. He made a
5: very conscious decision exactly. to have enough money from ownership to hit the cap.
2: If Doug Armstrong was told, hey, why don't you do a good job? I don't want you coming anywhere near to the cap, the, 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 the ceiling of the cap. Doug Armstrong would have to oblige.
5: Yeah, and then could you get in the playoffs every year at that exactly.
2: point? It, exactly. It's a good point, Anthony. The ownership group here in St. Louis, the you know the DeWitts, They're not saying, hey, I'm going to be profitable no matter what, so why don't you just do what Cincinnati's doing and basically give a metaphorical middle finger to the fan base. Yeah, You're not doing that. You're also not getting the sign-off of, I want you to go out there, GM, or president of baseball operations, and spend my money stupidly. Spend the luxury tax. Let's just get stupid now, Yeah, like you're seeing in other markets. That's just a reality. So bringing back Mo, to me... At least you have consistency within the organization, and you have somebody that's got uh, the experience and somebody. And I'm going to push back on the the thought process here that Mo is behind the times. It's not like the Cardinals have the same draft philosophy, which is what Mo really has has a say over. Free agent wise, again, you got to go a little higher up. Let's hear from Ryan next. Let this mic drop.
6: Well, when you, when you look at a deal like the one I got, you have to look at it from an arbitrage of, of viewpoints. And sure, I traded away Zach Allen and and Sandy Alcantara, but when you look at those deals, you know uh, we made a really good deal in that uh, we got Paul Goldschmidt. And sure, we didn't need to give up Zach Allen, and and yeah, we only got Ozuna for like two years but when you look at what Alcantara has done we're just not sold and you know we feel like we accomplished a lot with the guys that we got for those guys and sure we're not gonna trade guys like like Alex Reyes because that would be insane right but um, you know when you look at it uh, I'm gonna be able to bring more of these deals to, to the fans and quite frankly that's what we're looking to do and as long as we make the playoffs, we should be in a good spot. Okay,
2: that I mean, outside <laughs> of not dropping net net and a little, being a little high, that was spot on. Oh, what do you mean high? <laughs> I mean, the voice was a little, a little high. Was like, Other than that, judgmental. The con- the the cadence, Ryan. You were perfect. The cadence was spot on. spot on, and a lot of the words that that he used. Yeah, I'm gonna have and to Google inflection. some of them. I mean, Ryan. Well, well done. We haven't really heard it. like a, a, a really good. John Mosaylock impression. That was outstanding. That was good. Nice job, Ryan. Well
6: done. As long as we make the playoffs, we should be in a good spot, okay?
2: That that was, okay. <laughs> nice job, Ryan. All right, I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time talking tomorrow on the John Mosellock contract extension, but we do have what you missed, criticisms, and compliments next. <laughs>
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: If you missed anything from today's show, including our Super Bowl reactions, as well as some uh, blues talk about uh, Ryan O'Reilly and whether or not the blues and the – And it will trade Ryan O'Reilly. You can check out the podcast available after the show, 101ESPN.com and the 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs, Tire, and Auto Centers. (coughs) Spent a little time in the last half hour also talking about the breaking news and that John Mosellock, according to Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch, has been re-upped for another couple of years. Contract now goes through the 2025 season. Jamie and I will have even more thoughts tomorrow, and we'd love to hear your, your thoughts after having a night to sleep on it too. So, yeah. More tomorrow on John live from two to six. All right, Marsh, what do you got? Criticisms and compliments. Oh, there's
5: lots of everything today.
2: All right, let's start with the simple
4: welcoming back, Jamie Rivers from the six three six. Glad to have you back, Rivs. Hope you had a good vacation.
5: Oh, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's good to be back because I missed all of you and my my guys here in the studio. Um, but I did have a great vacation. It it was awesome. Had uh, the best time, it was relaxing, and the weather was gorgeous, got to be on the beach, got to be at the pool, got to take in a couple of real good shows, good food, great company. It was awesome.
4: From the 636, and this is in reference to our conversation revolving around Jalen Hurts, and, you know, if he still has more to prove, from the 636, Marshy backed him all along as his guy. I certainly did, and I think
2: that should be applauded. Nice job, I Marsh. I agree. Yeah. And you know what? You, you, you also did the smart thing, <laughs> I, which you hopped off the I Eagles. I did. I took the Chiefs. The 11th hour, Marsh goes, I'm taking the Chiefs. That was and the right play, right. man. That was mm-hmm. the right
4: play. Nice job. Funny thing about uh, this Chiefs Super Bowl victory and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, as I mentioned previously, he's my guy because he was my quarterback this year in my main fantasy football league that I won. I've won this league twice now. Both times I've won that the same year the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Both years. Hmm. Could be a coincidence. There you go could just be that you guys are are, are both great we're in lockstep anthony yeah. we're in lockstep uh this is from swan talking about the gauntlet on uh, which i competed in he said marshy is a good starter for the gauntlet but if you want to win the gauntlet then you want to save him for the closer he doesn't come up clutch enough
5: whoa Ouch. wow marshy wow. you've had a couple of saves already though
2: yeah but you have the past two have not been good
5: well you know it happens
2: Good. You had a great you had a great all one right. today, though, Marsh. That's the only thing that matters. Well, what was the last performance? That was a 6-2 dub. Yeah, that's wise. right. That's right.
4: You're right. Uh, Swan also did include LOL, all love, Marsh. So I did appreciate that uh, a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, From the 314, why do people make up their own conclusions? Instead of looking at a number of factors that actually make a difference, I found this to be funny, so I wrote it down. Uh, it kind of encapsulates this show. People just sort of, you know, well, Jamie. Words in mouths and uh, mouths, jumping to I,
2: conclusions. I, I said this. I said this. I think during our time in the turn, at one point, I said, "I, I am only responsible for what I say, not for what you hear." Correct. Yeah. And we have adopted that as a show motto as well. Uh-huh. We're only responsible for what we say not for what you hear and sometimes our listeners
5: uh hear everything perfectly uh-huh and other times i don't know if they're listening to to us or to, to the, the show, show. <laughs> like at all like if they have it on another station and just text us
2: i do there, there's so many times how many times it, do you think in the in the course of a day do we go what i i didn't I, even
5: I, I never said i that. didn't even say that or <laughs> you didn't even say that no never said it no. there was one today i wish i could pull, i wish i could remember what, and I was like, I never...
2: Oh, the the gauntlet, too. The gauntlet. Uh, somebody texting in saying, Oh, oh, yeah, re- yeah. oh real nice. You're making the listeners feel bad for not knowing, like... Uh, the
5: former player and his teammates. I, I wasn't on the gauntlet, I <laughs> <laughs> was Marsh.
4: Marsh.
2: I read the, the question. Gauntlet. Right.
4: Yeah.
5: But whatever. I don't care. I mean, you're all a part of our extended family. Damn right. And, you know, families are dysfunctional sometimes. And there's some real...
2: Uh, you know,
4: characters and yeah. families. So. Well, speaking of the gauntlet from the six-three-six, Marsh has the yips in the ninth inning. So I don't I, think that's fair. You've yeah, come up with some saves. Yeah. The,
5: oh, they're probably going to start calling me Andrew Maher. It's like Andrew <laughs> oh, wow. This is a good one here from the six-three-six, referring to. What we said and what you heard, 636 goes like when someone thought Jamie actually told them to take Dakota Hudson in Fantasy Baseball. <laughs> right. That was Alex Ferraria. That was
2: Ferrario. We sound nothing alike. No. Oh. Eh, it's all in the same station. So. Fine. Hey. Yep. All right, last
4: compliment from the 618. That was a fantastic Mo impression. LOL. It was. Ryan, it was. nice job. That
5: was. I'm going to work on my John lot
4: Yeah.
2: I am.
5: To
4: yeah, we need yeah, we need them out. We do have a question, maybe we can get into it uh tomorrow from the 618. I like to hear Jamie's UFO thoughts. Hmm,
2: okay, interesting, huh? All right. Like I said, plenty more to come on John Moselock tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back from two to six. You get the Redbird report coming up, BT solo mission. Whew. Sounded pretty good last uh, last week. I was listening to it on the ride home. Uh, Redbird report from six to seven for Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Salter. We will see you.
1: You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.